Hello and welcome to Capeside Chats, a Dawson's Creek podcast. I'm Simon and this is my first time watching Dawson's Creek. I'm Lex. I've seen Dawson's Creek a lot. Like a lot, a lot. I watched it growing up, so maybe we'll say like ten times. <laughs> maybe less, maybe more. <laughs> we'll find out all about that as we dive into season one of Dawson's Creek. So this episode is going to cover all of our thoughts, character arcs, characters, all of that in this one episode. And this is going to be a mini series where we're going to do six episodes, one episode per season and, you know, cover the the whole show in as much detail as we can do. Right, Lex? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. It's a contrast to Ravens where, you know, you guys are going into such detail week to week of the show. And this is just like, all right, let's look at the bigger picture of it. It's kind of a, a fun, different way of, you know, analyzing a show. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun. I'm really looking forward to it. But before we get into all of that, Lex, you are podcast royalty. Yeah, you are from <laughs> the River Court. Uh, a One Tree Hill podcast, which is literally the podcast that got me into podcasting. I love it. So people go back and uh, and listen to the back catalogue of that. I'll put the links below, of course. And then also you are now one half of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure, which is a podcast you're just saying is verging on three years, which is still going weekly. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an awesome podcast as well. I mean, tell tell us all a bit a bit about that. Yeah, it's like a comedy and pop culture podcast. Um, We definitely touch on serious issues at times, but for the most part, it's just about my friendship with my best friend, Matt Peters. So it's our excellent adventure where we talk about anything week to week. You know, we'll cover stories in the news, pop culture. We have a whole segment called Wall of Weird, where it's weird stories. You know, Simon and I were just talking about this at the beginning, where (laughs) uh, last week there was a story of a guy who fell into a dinosaur like a paper mache dinosaur and died no and and they're just like no it's not suspicious or anything and so weird you know crazy stories like that um and it's it's our friendship represented in a weekly conversation it's it's really cool um so the links will be uh for that will be below as well and then if you're new to to me as well then uh myself simon and my good friend dom we have a podcast called the ravens a one tree hill podcast and we're covering each individual episode of the show week by week in massive detail we do about three hour (laughs) episodes on each uh individual episode it's a lot of fun and we're currently coming towards the end of season two we've also got lots of interviews with cast members and uh that's a lot of fun so the links will be below for that as well but we're not here to talk about one tree hill we're here to talk about what arguably led up to one tree hill the original Definitely. the og yeah. dawson's creek you can see it in the background i mean let's yeah. tell us about your like inception with it like when you first watched it and then why does it you know still carry that special weight with you so Weirdly, I watched the series finale of Dawson's Creek first. (laughs) I watched the last episode because I picked up a random DVD. I pulled the story with Smallville as well. I picked up uh, the Smallville, it was like season three DVD, and that's somewhere up there too. 
Um, and I picked it up and I was like, what is this? I'm intrigued. And then I went back and watched the whole series. And it's such a grounded show. Like it's so, yes, the dialogue, people make fun of the dialogue. It's, it's very, um, Kevin Williamson has a, a distinct voice in his dialogue that he writes. And I know that it's not like very, very realistic way that teenagers speak, but the show is still so utterly relatable to me. And I think the beginning of One Tree Hill also captures that. Like it is very grounded. As One Tree Hill moves along, it gets bigger and a little bit crazier and stuff like that. Dawson's Creek to me through and through is a very grounded show and and kind of the one and only really because like after that what did you have like you had Gossip Girl and, and stuff like that that are very out there like I can never relate to those characters I could relate to Dawson's Creek especially Dawson unfortunately <laughs> Dawson and Joey I was a mixture of the two as a teenager well that's really it's really interesting and I 100% agree because <laughs> like shows like the oc that often get sort of yeah. thrown into this sort of uh you know uh, comparisons is not really relatable to the regular person because no. we're not living in newport in like you know beachside mansions and everything mm-hmm. uh, and what's great about dawson's creek and uh one tree hill is there's no like supernatural elements yeah. no one uh you know it, it's literally about a small town and just regular people and the drama that that unfolds uh, but it's not done in like a soap opera way because that's generally what like what soap operas are right but it's not done like right that. done at like right. a sort of a higher level and both with Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill like the acting is really good and I know that they're yeah the actors are a little you know are playing down they're like you know probably like 21 22 and they're like playing younger is that right I mean I haven't been able yeah. to look this stuff up no no no. (laughs) that's okay yeah I think that they're all in their early 20s I don't think anyone was a teenager at the time they were like it's not a um um James Lafferty I was gonna say James Vanderbeek uh it's not a James Lafferty situation where he was you know what 16 or 17 when he started doing One Tree Hill um so yeah they're they were definitely James Vanderbeek is 44 now so and this was what over 20 years ago yeah he was in his early 20s um but yeah they're they are playing down but they're not that much older than the characters on the show and it's weird too to see like I I, I'm always you know I was a fan of Dawson's Creek before Michelle Williams really broke out so it's weird to me to see people get like go like this this actress is like Oscar nominated she's one of the best actresses of her generation and I'm like I know because I've been watching her since I was 11 years old and first discovered this show on DVD you know uh and she's just incredible but no so yeah they are playing down and I I agree it is very like grounded yeah and and I loved it from the very first episode so I literally none none of this was planned just to give the exception of of this podcast none of it was planned I literally I've I have a a five month year old son and uh, my wife and I have this agreement that you know she looks if he wakes in the night which he does every night she you know supports him cares for him mothers Mm -hmm. him you could say and Mm -hmm. then 
I have the I have the morning shift, and he wakes up oh, anywhere yeah. between half five and half six, seven. And then I take him downstairs and do whatever. I get him to sleep, and when I get him to sleep, I get forty five minutes. He's like <laughs> clockwork. He, he's up at forty five minutes, which means I've got three minutes to grab a blanket, get to the sofa, and then I've got my forty two minute episode of something. And I was just flipping through and I was like, Dawson's Creek, I've never watched it. I know nothing about it. I know everyone says it's like One Tree Hill before One Tree Hill. I put it on, loved it immediately. Like I loved the way, and I'm sure we'll get into all of this, but I loved how it's in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. But to me, it doesn't look like One Tree Hill. No, it doesn't. completely different. And in fact... It's more of a beach town feel to it. Like yeah, they... exactly. And I'm probably going to get some heat for this from like Ravens listeners, but I prefer the look in Dawson's Creek. I think it yeah. looks cooler. Like that's the place I'd rather go. To. If I could choose, I'd be like, I'll go to that place, even though it's the same place. I mean, how how do you feel about that? Um, I agree. I think that, I mean, no offense to the creators of One Tree Hill and all of the people who worked really hard on it, but I think the cinematography is just better on Dawson's Creek. Um, I don't know what the differences were with filming it. Um, I do know that, I mean, Dawson's Creek started in 97, went until 2003, and then Wintry Hill starts in 2003. So they, they literally start up the same time or stop and start at the same time. So I wonder how much 90s plays into that. Like how much are we nostalgic for that, that era? Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it also, and, and you could disagree with this, but like, it kind of feels timeless saying like, at, I don't, it doesn't feel, even though it, I know it's super dated, it doesn't feel as dated to me. And I'm sure there are plenty of people disagree be like, oh no, I see his hair or, you know, Joey's wearing, <laughs> I, by the way, I want to like copy Joey's outfits because she looks comfy as hell all the time. Yeah. I forgot how big were she's wearing like oversized sweat it's like Billie Eilish shit like just giant sweatshirts and all of this stuff but like yeah I I think the the locations are beautiful they really captured Wilmington filming for it's supposed to be Massachusetts is that what they were saying yes I think people were saying it's meant to be and I was hoping you could answer this because I was still getting (laughs) it's okay I will it's meant to be in Cape Cod um, and then obviously it's Cape Side in Cape Cod, which is in Massachusetts. Which is Massachusetts, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forgive me on uh, that one. <laughs> how did you say it? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. See, I mean, even if I knew how to say okay. it, I would struggle with that. Yeah, it is supposed to be Cape Cod area, which is in Massachusetts. Right. So, so that's a real place, right? Cape Cod is a real place. Yes. Right, Cape Side right. is not a real place. And but and does Cape Cod look like how they're depicting it in? Does it look like Wilmington? I have never been to Cape Cod. I will say that. Um, I mean, when you walk around Wilmington, it feels like Dawson's Creek. It does not feel like One Tree Hill. Like that captures that area to me. Um, I felt One Tree Hill more when I went, because when I went, they were still filming the show. So I went on the sets and everything like that. That's when I felt like the One Tree Hill vibe. But when you walk around Wilmington, it feels like Dawson's Creek. I mean, the lights are the same, those those overhang lights. And you see them on, it's funny because when I see them on One Tree Hill, I'm like, 
Dawson's Creek location. Like <laughs> I, I, it's, I, that was, you know, it was the first show that I really got into, I think on my own. That was like my show that I'm just watching for me. My father hated it. Did not like it. He liked One Tree Hill. He liked the OC to a degree. Hated Dawson's Creek. Can't Why? Stand. What did he have against Dawson's Creek? <laughs> he said it was the most annoying show. Like because, that because I, of how I they're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's mainly it. Um, and it it's just uh, maybe I think some people get uncomfortable with Dawson in particular because it's he is truly like a teenager and that he's annoying and angsty <laughs> like he is he's I mean you get a little bit like Lucas is like the broody boy kind of thing like there's a little bit of realism in Lucas or Peyton and their their angst but I think Dawson is is like exactly like there's there's a scene where he's talking uh, he's talking about Jen in his first season and he's just like oh I want to I want to kiss I, I'm imagining her kissing this uh what was his name Cliff or whatever is the yeah. is yeah he's like oh they're getting closer and they're and they're like he's touching her back and he's and he's going through the entire scene and then he just he just yells at the end of it. he's like, oh and he loses it and I'm like oh my god that is who wasn't 15 and thinking that you know you you almost hate watching it because you remember it so well that's a really good way of putting it yeah there's like yeah. there's some realism there i mean i i've so i mean i i haven't mentioned this on here yet but i've been doing a daily watch on on my instagram so um, mm-hmm. every day i've been watching one episode of dawson's creek which has been difficult because like when the opportunity arises i'm like oh i want to watch another one but i can't uh, mm-hmm. And then there's other times where it's like, I didn't get to watch one today. I better put this on at one in the morning, you know, yeah. to quickly get it in. <laughs> but I've been doing, I've been keeping it on my story and then I've been saving it on my highlights. So you can go back and, and see it from the beginning. Um, and I've just been putting my own commentary onto it on like an episode by episode basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been putting like, I've been getting a lot of interaction with uh, with listeners and followers and friends on there. Spoiler been... free, if you guys follow... You have to make a, a little pinky promise to me. Do not spoil him. I'm enjoying him not being spoiled way too much. It makes me so happy. <laughs> please, yes, yeah. please do not spoil. I hate spoilers. I, I yeah. honestly, it's the worst. So I've, I've done pretty well, except with exception for Netflix um, spoiling things for me by uh, like Netflix sent me. It was this image right here that image yeah. they sent me an email saying how are you enjoying dawson's creek and there was an image that is obviously not from season one i was like oh, which is no oh, it, it is it is that is season oh, one behind us that's the is that the final it's image? the finale but the oh. only reason i wasn't too upset about that when you saw it was because they had the kiss in the library episode in the breakfast club episode so like it really it like it can kind of make you forget that when you watch the final episode you're like oh that's not going to be the scene we already saw the scene it was in the library you know so that's true and i mean as far as spoilers go i mean uh spoiler alert one tree hill in case dom you're listening uh, (laughs) dom run away (laughs) do not listen to the next 10 seconds but that would be like if season three on the box set of one tree hill and there's a picture of dan shooting keith you know like on the front cover oh my god (laughs) <laughs> if dom listens to this 
Oh, I hope he doesn't. I'm worried about it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it is, it is the biggest thing that happens in this season is this kiss and it, it ends on this kiss. Um, I think that was the name of the episode too, wasn't it? Wasn't it called? Ooh, let's get into the, the box set guys. <laughs> okay. So you're watching on Netflix, correct? Yes. I'm just going to show you because it's spoiler free. What's going on in this? Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, the intro song is different. All of the music is apparently different. Then, okay, the name of the episode is not The Kiss. It's called Decisions. That's the name of it. It also says, if you like this, we recommend Married with Children and not another teen movie. What? <laughs> well, actually, wait, hang on. Just before you go on, can I yeah. just tell you my... The only thing I knew about Dawson's Creek before starting it, mm-hmm. only one thing I know I knew was from Scary Movie. Um, yeah, Dawson comes through the window and he's like, "Oh, yeah. wrong house." <laughs> yep, that's all. That's all I knew. And then one other thing was another podcast uh, that I that I listened to called "Hey, Do You Remember?" It's a movie podcast, and uh, it's two of the guys on there are screenwriters and mm-hmm. um carlos actually has been been on uh on my podcast before great guy and he but he uh he's a screenwriter and he went to like film school or whatever mm-hmm. and he said that one of his writing teachers said that dawson's creek drives him crazy because not only do teenagers not speak at this level but nobody speaks at this level um and i just i heard that on a podcast episode and was like okay so they speak at a high level but i have to just say I actually really like it. It endears me to it. I kind of I uh, do too. Yeah. yeah. I I also I'm kind of like, hey, you know it's a TV show, right? And we can do whatever <laughs> we want. <laughs> like It's a fiction, you know? remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can talk in a I mean, I don't understand so like the opposition to the way that they speak, which I mean, look, we have to get into this because it's a big part of the show. Um <laughs> The opposition to the way that they speak is is kind of wild to me because people will watch. Uh, let's let's compare a show that we love, Lost. We both love Lost. You've got oh, stuff in the background there. The craziest shit ever happens on Lost. Things happen that are absolutely insane. In the pilot, they're like, "Hey, there are polar bears on this island." <laughs> Why aren't those same people? <laughs> getting all bent out of shape of things acting really weird because all of the things that happen on Dawson's Creek happen within grounded reality. They just pontificate <laughs> like, like they're, they're, you know, they're walking, sure. They're a walking thesaurus. Who cares? Like the, the content is grounded in reality. I don't see there being a difference. You either make a show really wild or you make a character really wild either way. Like it's the same sort of thing. I mean, it's just interesting. And it, you know, the same writer who created these characters and created the show created one of the greatest horror film franchises of all time, Scream. And I does does he get the same criticism for that? I don't think so. I think he gets praise for that. Um and I think that's because this genre that you and I love so much is really looked down upon. People look down upon teen stories. I don't know if it's because they hate the memories of being a teenager or what. Mm. Um, speaking of the shooting, um, we, well, you know, the, the episode of One Tree Hill, Dom, for the love of God, I hope you're not listening. I'm just going <laughs> to tell him not to listen. Not to listen. To yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. listen to this. Um, but like, and, and I'm sorry to anyone else who hasn't watched One Tree Hill, but 
you know, I remember reading reviews where people were saying this irresponsible tween show is taking on a serious issue. And I'm like, it's actually the only show that me and my friends watch. And we talked about it the next day. Like, so what do you, a 40 something reviewer know about like, you're, you're clearly running from teen stuff. We're, we were living it. Mm. Like, I, I just, I, I hate that. That's one thing I, I don't like when people look down on young adult books, any, any young adult story. Um, and Dawson's Creek is one of them that I defend. I'm like, it's not for everyone. There's going to be plenty of people who will not like this show, will not like One Tree Hill or whatever. But just because it's like maybe marketed toward teenage girls does not mean that it is a lower form of art. It, it's mm. just art. Like it's maybe just art that you don't like, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think you touched on loads of great points there. And I think, yeah, maybe people don't want to think back to that period of, of their lives, like that sort of adolescent period. And you would think that it's the most relatable topic because we've all been there. Like, I mean, apart yeah. from people obviously that are going through it, but then like adolescence, I mean, at the time, but then they're relating to it because it that is a mirror of what's happening. Yeah, potentially people aren't speaking the same way, but yeah, it's entertainment. And, um, and it's kind of endearing to the characters, but I mean, we'll get mm-hmm. back to that. But what what I like about them, I mean, the thing is, actually, this is an interesting point, is that One Tree Hill holds special weight to me because I watched mm-hmm. it when I was 23 and I was going through a, a transitional phase yeah. of my own anyway. Like I was sort of... I was always a bit of a late bloomer and I've kind of said on Ravens that, um, right. That on Ravens. You probably, did you date in high school? I didn't really date in high school. Like not really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of, um, I kind of see my adolescence as going with my education. So I kind of see it as going from <laughs> about 13 years old up to about 22. And then I yeah. started my first job and I see that as the start of adulthood. And I literally yeah. met my now wife, five days into that job uh so I've, kind oh, of nice. been with, I've yeah. been with her my entire adult life but I had that transition of like moving from being an adolescent boy to being a young a young man and I literally mm-hmm. watched this show One Tree Hill at that yes. time period and uh and I was sort of the whole theme of the entire show is the sort of person you want to be and the sort of path you mm-hmm. want to lead and the sort of decisions and sort of reflecting on reconciling things etc so it had that stay in power and impacted me and you know those of mm-hmm. other stuff that i've spoken for hours yeah, upon hours yeah. about yeah but uh but go check is, out ravens <laughs> yeah just check that out it's yeah. all there um but with dawson's creek this is me watching it as a 33 year old man now yeah with, uh you know a, a wife and kid and all of that sort of stuff and uh i still love it so yeah yeah <laughs> i also think um maybe it's the perfect time for you to watch it because you have a son and like you're going maybe you can kind of look at it from like the parents perspective now Mm -hmm. or seeing things in that way um so I watched Dawson's Creek when I was 11 going on 12 I believe was the time frame for me uh and then One Tree Hill was like right after like I started One Tree Hill shortly after finishing Dawson's Creek kind of thing. like buying all of these these Dawson's Creek box sets I have like a series finale extended DVD somewhere too that I have to dig up but um I watched like this show 
at that age. And um, I mean, I, at that age, my parents were divorced uh, or they had already split. Um, my mother had cheated on my father and I found out in the same way that Dawson had. Mm. Um, and, you know, having a, a very sensitive father, that was also a theme that was within the show for me. Um, I see a lot of my dad in Mitch. I think Mitch is a very similar character to my own father. Um, Gail is not similar to my mother, but like those, those things were there. Um, I don't know if I've ever spoken about that publicly, but at this point it's been so long that I'm like, eh, whatever, <laughs> but like, so I, I was watching this show and there are things that, that happened down the line that we can get into of like relating to it, but I had also just moved to Florida. So I felt the like Jen coming into mm -hmm. this place that you've never seen before um i was a huge movie dork i loved steven spielberg i did book reports on steven spielberg I, just like dawson um i you know and i'd make my own little movies and i was learning to screenwrite at that time um you know and then i had but i also had like the cynicism of joey like i i remember like reading all the time like she reads and, and having her cynicism and then the snark of pacey it was like these four central characters had all these little bits of my personality and then they took them and they expanded upon them. And then I could see both like their, their faults and their, you know, the great parts about them within, you know, um, when I was watching it, like I, I could see myself in good ways and in bad ways in that, those characters. And I think you've talked about that with um, uh, um, Chad, uh, Lucas. Yeah. St. John Michael Murray, but with Lucas in particular, where you're like, I see myself in the good and the bad of, of you know, his character. For sure. And I think, and that's really interesting that I think it's when you can identify with a character and you feel like, oh, that's me in this universe yeah. or that part is like me or whatever, then it invests you even further because it feels like, yeah. well, I've got to find out what happens to me next. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also think one thing I really love about Dawson's Creek is the men are very sensitive like mm. it it portrays men in a very soft way mm. um and they're still men it doesn't take away from their masculinity like you know mitch is a, a softy and that dude is he's the flash like he's still the, like he's buff as hell and like he but he's you know he feels things intensely at the same time and he communicates really well um and I see, you know, the men of my life, my brother, my father, my grandfather are that way, you know? So I, I saw that too. And I, I really, it's a rare, I mean, it's getting better now, but it's a rare thing to see on television. Um, yeah. They're not, they're, they have, they have issues and moments of toxic toxicity, but they're not inherently toxic. Even Pacey's not like Pacey's, you know, he's, <laughs> this season is wild for Pacey <laughs> and yet he's still like you know there's still moments where uh you know Tamara was grilling him and he's like you know I've never you know slept with anyone before like he, he just he just kind of melts and it's it's just uh I just love the show so much it's so well done to me well and and that is a really good point about uh them being sensitive I actually I saw a post yesterday uh, I'm 
gonna butcher it but paraphrasing <laughs> it was something along the lines of how men and like boys and growing up you know through adolescence etc have so much pressure i mean so do women so does everyone but this would you know just talking about men yes in that uh you know why do you why do you want to read a book books are for girls or why do you want to uh you know why are you into this that's stupid that's this that's mm -hmm. that all of this sort of pressure to not feel any emotion and just be masculine robot you know not be at one with their feelings and uh yeah. and that's so sad but that is what these shows are also a great representation of i mean in case no one guessed it i'm not exactly the most like <laughs> masculine guy like i love this kind of stuff but um i enjoy enjoying it you know what i mean like i have no yeah. I, i'm happy i like what i like and i know what i like and i think when you are comfortable with and know the things that you're into uh it's freeing in a way and i think sometimes it's diff especially when you're younger it's difficult to admit that especially when you're in like peer groups that are kind of forced you know like in school when places mm -hmm. like that that you're not exactly choosing these people that are around you they're forced right. upon you so it's like uh and people have to be guarded and, and you know all of them horrible things that more often unfortunately than not happen during adolescence and i think that's what's important about these shows as well is that they show that it's not all roses like there are ups and downs and it's difficult and the human experience is like testing and trialing but we all do good things we all do bad things but you know we learn from them both and we evolve you know going forward and i think yeah and then the nostalgia i haven't seen yeah. this show ever but i feel nostalgic for it because of the way it's shot the timing of it and then also sorry i just because there's so many things around. no 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 no. it's okay we're, we're talking about a large overarching thing so yeah go ahead well because i haven't been able to i purposely haven't looked anybody up because right. i don't want any spoilers of how many episodes people are in or anything like that mm -hmm. but you saying kevin williamson uh wrote scream i love scream yes. i love all of them yes. <laughs> um and i the way that it's written that it makes sense because the characters mm -hmm. in scream also talk at like a more articulate uh level and yes. but scream is like revolutionary in, in mm -hmm. that it's like a meta movie and they're sort of aware of the tropes that happen in horror movies and this that and the other um and so then they they do that in this show too like the when when they get to the last episode was it 12 or 13 um you know they're talking about cliffhangers and yeah. they're you know they're in they're into the trope like I, I love those little bits that they have. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm like, I love Scream. Scream's one of my favorite horror films of all time, for sure. It's just it's not perfect. the best. If not the best, like is in, yeah. It's... I mean, for me, it's it's really like the only other thing I can think of is, is the original Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween is like a perfect horror film for me. So quite a few people actually argue that scream isn't a horror movie and that it's a thriller um i can't remember the exact reasoning why um but uh interesting i mean, I, I wouldn't argue with that as that i i see scream as the first like horror movie i ever saw as a kid um and I, a friend mm. in school um had so our high school is more like your junior high i think um okay we go we go to we finish high school at 16 
what we call 16 and then go to college and then go to university if people go that far but uh oh okay interesting it's, yeah it's different, different so college ages. and university are different for you guys yeah so co- college is okay. what we call college is the last two years of what you would call high school um and then what we call university is what you would call college okay yeah i mean and we call our uni- our colleges universities that's really weird okay i didn't know that that's that's interesting and we don't but we don't have like a junior high we have what we call primary school which would be like i guess yeah. elementary school and then it goes straight into secondary school yeah so we have elementary which goes up to fifth grade and then it's sixth through eighth grade is middle school and then ninth through 12 which is ending when you're 18 typically so yeah. 14 to 18 is so they are freshmen i think when this starts maybe just going into sophomore they're 15 right. years old yeah right yeah so this would be the end of our high school where they're in this would be like the last year but right but, but on on the screen thing so when it came out i was in what you would call junior high and okay. uh, and a friend of mine had seen this had seen scream and loved it and he told me it in class or whatever the entire movie like he talked me through <laughs> the entire thing including all of the twists and who the killers were and everything and i was just like it was blowing my mind i was like this is amazing even though i know the twist and then like at the weekend or whatever uh i watched it like with him and uh and i was just like yeah this is the best and then i, I then remember I, doing that with spider-man the first toby Maguire spider-man movie and being that age of being like so this is what happens and i yeah. said the entire plot like what are you <laughs> i don't know but it still worked and then do you know what like coincidentally or randomly after that i was really i used to watch the screen movies with my dad it was like a thing me and my mm. dad would watch and get it and my dad was really into it as well um that's cool so it became it. It started as a, a thing, and then it became something like a thing that I. When I think of Scream, I think of my dad now. So. Oh, that's cool. I um, I I don't know if my dad likes Scream. I'd have to ask him about that. I know he's seen them, but I don't know if he likes them. I know he doesn't like this show, but maybe he likes that version of Kevin Williamson. I would bet he'd say it's not my favorite, <laughs> or something I, along those lines. I think already. We're gonna to have to have a segment on these episodes of what Lex's dad <laughs> thinks, and we need to know. People write in and ask what they what we want to find out Lex's dad's opinion on different oh movies, gosh. TV shows. Let's make it a thing. That could be a whole podcast in itself, <laughs> yeah. like without ever without us ever speaking to him or meeting him. Yeah, I yeah. I could just ask. You. I can just like relay questions to him. Oh my gosh, that sounds <laughs> insane. Um, so we've talked about some of the themes of this show and before we get into like individual characters um so so like i wrote down some of the themes were like loss of innocence is a theme um you know that coming into adulthood does kind of mean that you lose your innocence um in in the in the pilot dawson is like has a very perfect life and he's trying to find flaws in it and joey's like there are no flaws and at the end of the pilot, she sees Gail kissing another man, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes, oh, shit. This this ideal small town life is not as perfect as it may seem. And that's kind of the hook of, like, what's, ac- what's going to happen next. Um, and, you know, then that kind of gets into the morality, first heartbreak, 
religion, race, like all of these things are covered. And I just, I think it's really interesting. I'm curious if you were expecting any stuff like that to be covered, especially so early in the show. No, not at all. And I I wrote on my commentary on Instagram that I was impressed and think that it did a better job than One Tree Hill did, which was filmed later and covered more ground earlier on. Like there, mm-hmm. uh, One Tree Hill does cover things like and, and does do a good job of it, like the school shooting episode, mm-hmm. for example. They do a great job with that. And lo- loads of other, loads of other things, and his storyline in season two, which we've been covering mm-hmm. a lot recently, uh, they do that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I but I wasn't expecting so much in the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, I really liked it, mm-hmm. and um and also like you said about the loss of innocence, that's so true because the the opening scene of Dawson's Creek is uh, Joey and Dawson talking, and Joey's like, I can't stay over anymore. Uh, yeah. But- we're because getting, puberty <laughs> right and Dawson's yeah. not really getting that um and you know yeah so he is that's... so so innocent when the show starts like he is oblivious to girls he is I mean it's weird because clearly he's he looks grown you know like he's grown like he's hit his puberty like he's taller he's got like this you know lion's mane of hair and everything <laughs> but he he doesn't he doesn't get it. He he doesn't pick up on Joey being so awkward and into him. And it's because she's a tomboy too. That was another thing I related to. Like I was always a tomboy. I'm still a tomboy. Um, speaking, we were talking about like masculinity and stuff. I liked that they showed a girl who is a girl, but is more masculine, more like you know, she doesn't give a shit. Like, she's just like, I'm going to show up in my jeans and my oversized sweater and I'm going to be snarky as hell and you're going to like it or not. I don't care. I want to get out of this town anyway. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, I, I, I think that's really refreshing. Um, it helps that Katie Holmes is like literally one of the most gorgeous women <laughs> on the face of the earth, you know, but it, it it is it is really like a really interesting um portrayal of a girl in the same way like Dawson Dawson feels more like the girl <laughs> yes. the girl than yeah. than Joey you know uh, Joey is more guy like in their in their dynamic duo relationship that's kind of messed up but yeah like he he's not picking up on that in the beginning like you said like he is not getting the context clues of puberty and it's like that I never I actually never thought of it that way that they literally start with okay this is the end (laughs) like this is this is the first moment you're acknowledging this and it's never going to be the same your life is never going to be the same because you have now acknowledged boy girl in that that sense um and you know the show is uh I guess people would be like it's very straight and everything like that like I I don't care (laughs) I just like a good like love story, you know, whatever, but that type of stuff. So, well, I I think as well what adds to some of the nostalgia on that is that from what I could tell anyway, almost all of these episodes in season one, and I hope that it continues, but we'll see. Start with Dawson and Joey watching a movie, and yeah. it being like the movie night. And I love that because for multiple reasons, because he's always saying he's getting it from the video store, which rem- mm-hmm. makes everybody reminisce of Blockbuster. 
um the good the good old days and then yeah. also their vhs the vhs vhs <laughs> tapes yeah uh, and you know the be kind and rewind and you can kind of see the quality of it is like a bit grainy but like in the perfect way because that's just that's what we knew we didn't know what yeah. it was we didn't have it and um and so that's all very nostalgic and that kind of hooks you in and i guess mm-hmm. it hooks particularly hooks uh me in and people of like my generation because that's that's our childhood like in 1997 yeah. when this came out i was 10 so it's like i kind of um i kind of see so i was born i, I was i said this on a different podcast but i was born in 87 so i was uh free when 1990 came around because that's how mm-hmm. math works and yeah. <laughs> uh, and i kind of see my childhood going up until 13 when adolescence hits so my yeah. childhood is exactly from 1990 to 2000 so the whole yeah. of the 90s is like what i feel it feels like my childhood so when i see anything yeah. from the 90s like this it just made it so nostalgic to me and feels familiar even though i don't have memories of this exact thing yeah mine was more like 2000 to 2010 just like that makes sense but but like if you look the 90s same with the 80s carrying over into the 90s like the 90s carries over into the early 2000s so there was a lot of late 90s movies tv shows pop culture that i just i grew up around that like i was a kid like i was born in 92 so when this came out i was too little for it Apparently my brother watched it, which I find hilarious. They only watched it, him and my cousin, our cousin watched it um, because of the Pacey storyline. That is the only reason they watch it. And they never watched anything after the first season. They just wanted to see this, the show about the kids sleeping with the hot teacher or whatever, <laughs> which I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I, so I came to it later, but it's still, yeah man the video store and the hair and the outfits and it's just like it's so nostalgic the music although the music is different so I sent you the intro yeah the only like so apparently the music on the dvds for the most part is different too from the original airing I never saw it like the original airings on the wb I only watched them on dvd so I know the music from the dvds some people can't even really watch the DVDs, unfortunately, because they, they saw the original series. It's like us watching One Tree Hill and it's all wrong. That's I, I will say that watching it on Netflix and hearing this theme song, which they wanted this Paula Cole theme song, which is the one that I sent to you. Yeah. Um, they wanted that theme song really bad. She did not want to give them that theme song. She didn't want it to be their you know a teen drama thing didn't want to be connected so they made the song that they had a an artist make that song that is the um run like mad that's the netflix song yeah they made that as a backup last minute they get paula cole's theme song which is iconic everyone connects the show and that song like it's it's a really big deal Um, The first two seasons of the DVDs have that original theme song. The rest of them have Run Like Mad. And all of streaming has Run Like Mad. But apparently they're going to get the Paula Cole theme song soon. It's really, really frustrating to me that you're not seeing it with at least the intro song. It's one thing for other music to be changed. But this intro song, it's not bad. But it's like not having I Don't Want to Be. 
as as the one tree hill theme song like mm-hmm. how like imagine them throwing a random song on there and you're just like sitting there like why like skip i skip the intro every time which sucks because i love the imagery <laughs> i love the imagery of the you know they took a, a camcorder out and i guess they had camcorders on the set all the time um when you get through the series i will send you um gail mother she keeps releasing she finds old pictures and old videos and all of this stuff and she's releasing them all like she's done this for months now mm-hmm. of like oh look this is you know katie and josh dancing we were behind the scenes waiting to shoot or you know things like that pure nostalgia she just you know she's got stacks of tapes and stuff like that just sitting around but the music not being right it just it <laughs> it bothers me so much and that's the only thing with this like with your watching experience that is really frustrating to me that I'm like oh you're not seeing it with the proper theme song (laughs) but you know what's funny about that is (laughs) so I started watch so my wife used to watch uh watch it um like when she when she was younger and we're Mm -hmm. she's the same age as me and uh but she hasn't seen it since then and my commentary on instagram was making saying she was saying i have to watch it i have to watch it but uh oh yes yeah i think she's going to but uh yeah um she she can't get there as quick as i have but no yeah that's understandable but i i was saying to her as we were like walking and i was like oh i um i love the theme tune and she was like oh yeah i love it and she started singing it you know i don't want to wait yeah and i was like that's not the theme tune (laughs) I was like, I don't even know what that is. Um, and then as she was singing it, it got stuck in my head. So I downloaded the song just yep. because I liked the song. And I've listened to it like a million times. Uh, yeah. but, I, but until you sent that video, I hadn't seen it to the yeah. intro. But so what my point is, is actually I find it weird seeing it the other way. Like I'm used Yeah, to I know. I knew that was going to happen. When I sent that to you, I'm like, he's not going to like it as much because <laughs> it's in your head. And, that, and the Run Like Mad song is good. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that song, but it's kind of one of those things I, I do wonder, like would it, you know, how much of the theme song pulled people in? Mm. I know that sounds weird, but like mm. the music on the show is is great like i think the music on the show is really great i know apparently a lot of it is changed but if you go look at the <laughs> like one tree hill they released soundtracks a couple of soundtracks um and there are like i have cross reference and been like oh yeah i remember that song was in there oh yeah i remember when they played like teenage dirtbag or whatever like they they got the songs of the era for the most part um but yeah that that theme song being different i can see i understand I'm kind of hoping halfway through this viewing, they'll switch it <laughs> and that rumor's true. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, whatever. And then you'll just get stuck on it. And you'll be like, I have a place in my heart for both because like I said, I watched season one and two. I had the original theme song and then going forward with the rest of these seasons, it was different. So with the airing, when they aired it in real time, that the mm-hmm. six seasons did all six seasons have that song, the original song, as, yes, and then and then they just changed it in the reruns for the first couple of the season, and then it all get all gets muddled up. Yes, so um, they're better about this now, no, like acquiring rights early. But um, another show that has this is Scrubs. So if you watch Scrubs streaming right now, the music is not going to be the same. 
on Scrubs. There are going to be episodes that are missing the proper music. Um, the Wonder Years is another example of this. That show did not have a DVD release for decades because they could not get the music rights. Um, there are DVD music rights and there are reruns and now they're streaming. So Scrubs acquired the DVD rights for all of their music when they were airing because that was a thing, like DVDs were a thing. Netflix wasn't a thing. So if you see Scrubs on Netflix, they changed the music because they haven't acquired streaming rights. It would cost them extra money. Mm. Um, Dawson's Creek was not considering home releases until later on in the show. So they're only going to pay for so much. And then they're like, just throw it out there. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's why they basically lose the rights halfway through the, the right. seasons. I do not know. I can't. I bought these, you know, years ago. I don't know if you went and bought a complete series box set right now, if it would have any of the original theme song on any of the seasons. I can't say for sure. I'd be very curious to hear that. Like if, you know, if you bought a new season now, but like these are gold to me because, <laughs> because they have the original theme, you know? Uh, this is difficult. Cause I, it, when I love a show, I have to buy the box set, even though, you know, yeah. I'm probably realistically never even going to take a disc out because if it's all yeah. streaming stuff that I have a subscription to, but I have to own it just in case there's some sort of internet blackout and, and I have to watch it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Matt and I call this the bunker situation where right. you're you know everything goes off grid and you got to have your bunker shows and your bunker show like so i got my one tree hill i've got dawson's creek i've got gilmore girls i've got smallville like i'll i'll make everything work otherwise like you know you get your your core shows yeah uh, exactly and i like having something tangible like something physical yeah to be like you know this is my thing from the show Speaking of which, um, <laughs> there's so much to cover here. I know. But, um, so um, I know that you know, and in, in case other people don't know, I have an, uh, another show that's called Mad Props, which is all about movie and TV props. And you can see some of them uh, in the background there. Uh, it's just like uh, a passion of mine, you could say. And I mm -hmm. have an opportunity, Lex, through the wonders of, the, of Instagram, um, from a friend, Jason, that's also into prop collecting, his uh brother or cousin cousin it's his cousin his cousin has a dawson's creek prop uh which what is it right potentially i could acquire it i'm hoping i'm talking to jason he's talking to his cousin we're, we're making things happen here hopefully i hope because i love this stuff but what is it right okay so i haven't seen it yet but it's okay. um it's from his his bedrooms. You know, he's got all of the Spielberg stuff just all around yeah. his room and everything. So it's uh, it's not the E.T. doll. No, this. <laughs> no I, I'm sure James Vanderbeek has that somewhere in a closet or something. <laughs> he must do. I would have yeah. that like bubble framed. But uh, yeah. no, it's um, it's like a it's a Jurassic Park uh, duffel bag. So I mean, oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet, but it, maybe it's in the background. Maybe it gets. Yeah, you probably. Up, but... Um, but I think that's really cool. And I love Jurassic Park as well. So um, yeah, I would love to have something that's been used in the show just because I think that's really cool. I mean, how I do you want, feel? I want one of Casey's like various, he gets like flowery shirts eventually, but like bowling shirts that he has. Like I want one of Casey's terrible shirts. I don't know why. I feel like that's the thing that I would want from the show. 
no, actually, like there's there's a few weird things. Like Dawson has a necklace in the first series that he wears. I like that a lot. Oh, I have one thing that I can think of right now, but I can't tell you about it <laughs> for a little while. That okay. is within dialogue and in, within the show that like, if I had that, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty great. Like, that's a great prop. But yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything like that. I went, when I went to Wilmington, I got like a little, um, it's kind of hard to see, but it's like greetings from Cape Side. Nice. And then it has like Cape Side, Massachusetts info on the back as a little postcard. So I have that, like, I have little things like that. Um, but there isn't really a thing from Dawson's Creek. Like, like you have, you know, we have the Naley bracelets and stuff from One Tree Hill. Like there is that icon. Yeah, yeah, that, that thing. Dawson's Creek is, it, I don't, I don't know if there's really, yeah, there, there's, there's one thing that's a, uh, uh, I can't even, I can't even say. I'll just, like, you'll. Like a, like a hero prop, a Holy Grail Dawson's Creek prop. Yes, there is a Holy Grail prop. And I will, do you want me to say what season it's in or do you want to wait? Sure. Yeah. Tell me it's the season, season and I can three. see. It's in season okay. three. And it's very early in season three when it's introduced. So okay, when you I'll get try to and it. Guess. I'll try and guess I, when it comes Yeah. Out. Yeah. Just, just like when you get to season three, which, you know, you get to move through these a lot quicker than you do One Tree Hill. You can, yes. you can start making notes and we can play that game, but I have a feeling you'll figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> Awesome. I love that. The, the final thing I was going to say on that, yeah. you know, on the DVD box sets, is, uh, yeah, I, I wonder what version it will have. Like, it would even be weird if the DVD version is different from the one that, like, even if it's half different or whatever. Uh, yeah. It'll be, yeah, this is kind of a strange phenomenon. And I think, yeah. thinking back to the theme tune, like, you're so right. Because, I mean, imagine, like, Friends without its um, yeah. theme tune. Or imagine the, the remembrance. OC. Think yeah 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 the rembrandts yeah. yeah um and yeah the like the oc i mean oc is a show that i liked when i was younger it's not i tried to rewatch it um last year and i i couldn't i didn't get I past this i don't think it holds up no and i think the characters just feel really annoying like i think in today's even though we're looking back on these shows in today's sort of day and age it's like kind of the epitome of white privilege like, like in i think that you watch the oc for sandy cohen now and then you could like like it's all about the dad and then yeah you know everyone else is kind of i mean i could still enjoy especially the the first season of the oc i can enjoy some of it but it's not my favorite i i it doesn't have the rewatch value to me do you know what the the big difference i found and it makes a difference in my own personal evolution i i think but when I watched it when I was younger, I my favorite character was um, I've forgotten his name, Adam Brody's Seth? character, Seth. Yeah, yeah. Seth. yeah. And when I rewatched it last year, I was like, I can't stand this kid. He's mm-hmm. so annoying um, and obnoxious, and all of the rest of it. And uh, and I think that's it, yeah, in parts that's where it doesn't hold up. Where I feel like One Tree Hill to the early seasons especially um but in general it, it's kind of timeless and then but dawson's creek feels exactly that same way as well but maybe even a bit more timeless because it's in that like sweet spot they don't have 
cell phones and yeah other things yeah the show really benefits from not having the technology that we have now um you know that in that final episode of the season Dawson's like running around looking for Joey now it would just be like hey where you at like a text it, they'd be showing him sending her like 20 text messages yeah. he'd be you know neurotic because Jen was being tagged on Instagram at at the <laughs> gym or you know like at the school dance it, it yeah. would be they could do it but it would it would be really different and uh yeah I mean it is that, that from a storyteller perspective it is so nice to not have those things these these things that in real life are wonderful and connect us in a big way from a storyteller perspective they kind of make some things a little too easy like finding out where the girl is you know in in this you have to run after her you have to go searching everything like that yeah for sure um I have a really important question that I've been waiting to ask because I, I haven't been able okay. to Google things. Yes. I'm sorry. I know this we'll is... We'll see if over. I know and I'll, if not, I'll Google it. Go ahead. No, I think you're going to know. It's more of an opinion thing. But something that I that draws you into One Tree Hill, I know I keep saying it, but this is like my point of reference, yes. is that the cast love the show, even though there was horrendous things that happened. We all know the right, movement right. And, and all of those things um but the the cast love the show and they love like their work on it and they sort of you know uh have a lot of love for it and do all the conventions and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff which is great and we love that the friends reunion just happened and you know for the for the majority of them they they love well i think they all love the show they said they, they all love each other a lot and they all and love they, the show yeah they, right, they're never going to go back to it but they do love the show yeah right and they love each other and that makes you it endears you even further and you know i yeah. love friends and love you know so my question is is what is the deal with dawson's creek do they love each other is there drama did they did they did they look back on it fondly like what's the deal they do look back on it fondly um they i have in here but i can't i don't think i can show you all of these yet let me see if i can show you any of them they just did a 20th anniversary uh a few years back they did entertainment weekly covers Mm. and i ordered all of them (laughs) and i've been meaning to frame them but okay so yeah uh i can show you some of them okay so they did come together so we've got pacey Oh, that's cool. It's like we're seeing them grown up. Like as, got in, as Joey. As in their characters. Yeah. Which by the way, Katie Holmes was not involved with Tom Cruise during any of the filming of this. That comes after. That's like yeah. two thousand four, basically the year after. James Vanderbeek looking amazing. <laughs> He's still oh, great I can't hair. show you this one. <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's There's okay. characters to be revealed. And then them together oh that's cool yeah so they and then when we get to the point of like you've seen all of it i can send you like the actual interviews that are in these um but they do they love each other they do they still get along um particularly two actors one who you have seen on the show which is um jen um and then a character that comes later the actress they're they're like soulmates in real life best friends like in the way that hillary burton and sophia bush are like best friends in the entire world um 
they they get like they they do get along they do look on, back on the show fondly um i think that there was a little bit of a period where they tried to separate themselves from it mm-hmm. the way that a lot of young actors do when they get on shows like this um i think uh, another example of that is uh, tom welling with smallville he kind of separated himself from smallville for a while almost like he was running from it and now he's like going to conventions and he's meeting fans and he's enjoying it a lot more i think that that's what the dawson's creek cast has become that being said i don't think that they ever really had any strife except for when katie holmes married tom cruise apparently when she married tom cruise because of scientology and everything like that she was like cut off from everyone like they in very cult-like ways if you're a scientologist listening and you don't like that i don't care um (laughs) like get out while you can um you know in in that way she was cut off from a lot of those like those people that she grew up with and um I think she was like I think she was really close to Joshua Jackson they dated in real life I know that at some point they dated I think it was very early on it didn't ruin their you know like their working relationship or anything like that it wasn't from what I know, wasn't a Chad Michael Murray, Sophia Bush situation of a very mm-hmm. bad split. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had to keep working together. So like they they pretty well get along. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there are any other relationships or any other things behind the scenes. I know that um, Gail and Mitch are still very close and they like, they will post on Instagram like, oh, look, it was my, uh, my TV husband or TV, like, they, they still love each other very much, um, but beyond that, yeah, I, I know, um, I saw, it was, like, right before the pandemic, the actress who plays Grams is, like, apparently, like, a Broadway person, and she's, like, incredibly talented in that way, and James Vanderbeek Dawson, he took his, like, oldest daughter to see her, and then there were like, pic- and like it, it gave me chills when I saw it. there were pictures of her like hugging his daughter behind the scenes, like, and they bringing her flowers and everything like that. So there's definitely still this like, they, I think it was probably a really like nice environment for them to work in. Um, and I haven't heard any, uh, I don't want to just like say me too stories in a, in a disrespectful way, but I, I haven't heard any stories in that yeah, sense stories of abuse and things there are um there are stories in the sense of uh the the executives being disrespectful and i can get into that more later with um uh, williamson with the creator mm. that's like they they had some strife there um and i do want to research that a little bit more before i can speak to it but i remember reading about some of it in particular years back um but that that's more of a season two conversation. I'm dancing on It's more of a season two conversation because there's there are story arcs within season two that I just can't touch on now that you know play into a similar sort of thing. Interesting. That's a well answered. <laughs> that's a well answered question, and and I like that that they're you know that they're into it. I mean, I yeah, I can't wait to talk about the characters specifically because. Um, yeah, we can get into that now. I yeah, let's do that now. I have different levels of uh, of what I knew before that before 
we started and then just one other point is the uh that is such a common thing where you've got like adolescent actors trying to transition into being Mm -hmm. like adult actors so to speak and wanting to separate from you know i mean we see it all of the time with like image changes i mean look at like hannah montana to miley cyrus and things like that and yeah daniel radcliffe from harry potter has done all kinds of like independent movies and things Mm -hmm. to try and and uh and then i think like you said ultimately i think people then embrace it after a while and it's like i can still do other projects and do other things but like you Mm -hmm. know the perfect example of that is is uh john krasinski from the office yes he loves the office he's incredibly vocal about loving it and loving everyone in it and then he's having loads of amazing success with like um Oh, what's the film that's just come a out? A Quiet Place. Yeah. 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 And he's a like great a, director. Yeah, he's a great filmmaker, actor. Yeah. Everyone loves him. He's like, he sort of played that perfectly. Yeah, yeah. In that like Tom Hanks way of like, you don't get on anybody's bad side. You just be a really good person, go to set, do your job, um, be nice to everyone and enjoy the hell out of it. Like, and I do think that that, that is for sure the vibe that he gives off. Um, yeah, it's funny. I can actually say one story in relation to, and we can, and I guess from this, we can go into like, if we want to talk Pacey's story, because this is just a quick thing that I read recently. So Joshua Jackson, the actor who plays Pacey, um, he is now married to a British actress, uh, Jodie Turner Smith. Mm. Um, and they have a daughter together. And she did an interview several years ago and there's video of it where they were like, so if you were, and she's a couple years younger than him, I think she's like 33 and he's at this point 41, something like that. Um, you know, if you were to, to, you know, find any star, like go on a date with any star or anything like that, who would you pick? And she was like, well, my childhood crush was Pacey from Dawson's Creek. And then cut to like three years later, she marries him and has a kids. And she, she like, she was like, well, this was weird. Like, I, I guess I called it. I wanted that. And that's what I got. Like, I don't know if he heard that and was like, that's my in or <laughs> whatever, but yeah, he, he was the, you know, it's you, you have like the Dawson and the Pacey or the Jen and the Joey, like what, what is your, uh, you know, what, what's your type? I guess we could say is the the questions that people tend to have. Um, so I guess we could kind of talk about that, and then we can get into the individual characters. But did you do you have a preference of like let's like let, let's say what what's your preference of like of the boys and of the girls, for lack of a better? Um, well, I can tell I can tell you to start off with my preference is a hundred percent Dawson and Joey, not Dawson and Jen. I have strong opinions on Jen. Okay. Uh, oh, they, okay. Yeah. They're thawing. They're getting better as the season has gone on. But as the season started, I was not a fan. Um, I will say, much like One Tree Hill, my answer to a question like that varies from season to season mm. of who I ship so to speak so yeah yeah that makes perfect sense and i mean i think we're we're meant to feel this way i think we're, yes, it's absolutely. in the writing we're meant to be manipulated in thinking that 
Dawson is meant to be with his best friend, the girl next door, yes. well, down the creek, that he hadn't, yeah. uh, you know, ever considered to be a romantic interest. Mm-hmm. But actually, they're like perfect together and she's really sweet and this, that, and the other. And then you've got this new girl from out of town that, yeah. you know, is sort of the to him is you know the his image of beauty so to speak and i mean she's she like the michelle williams literally played marilyn monroe years ago like in a, in a film you know she is the the marilyn that comes in and is like bombshell gorgeous incredibly smart emotionally seasoned in a way that you know none of these other characters are um you know it she is so so what are your feelings on Jen? Now I'm very curious because I'm a I'm a big Jen fan, I will say. Well, were you in season 1? I mean that that's and that's difficult to answer probably. Yes, is. because it's been some time. Um I recall liking the her dynamic with Joey that she tries. Joey and and actually a person who's listening now, uh Gabby wrote in and was like, I don't like how Joey is so terrible towards other women, like in Jen in particular. Like, mm. it's it's rough. Mm. Um, and I and I completely agree with that. But I like I like little things that Jen does, like you know how she helps Joey with the beauty pageant, how she goes out of her way to constantly be friends with her, and you don't feel like it's there's there's no. I don't feel like there's any nefarious reason for it. She's not doing it to get closer to Dawson. She gets Dawson right off the, like, like she, she's not, she genuinely just wants to be friends with her. Mm. And Joey doesn't reciprocate that because her feelings are so messed up. Like she is so confused over her love for Dawson. Um, yeah. Or lust or what, or obsession, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I mean, I'm sure some people would argue against labeling it love in this at this stage, but I mean, I think it like I think she's in love with them. Like I think you can feel that in the show, but she doesn't even know what to do with that love. Um, yeah. And so yeah, so I like Jen in that sense. I like um, in the the quote Breakfast Club episode. I like that Jen stands up for the things that she believes in or doesn't believe in like I think that her being a I'm not an atheist like but her being kind of an outspoken atheist is very different and strong for a teenager to take like to not just take on the things that what someone else says but that she also concedes that at times and kind of goes hey maybe maybe I'm wrong I don't know I I like a lot of things about Jen I will say that Jen gets better over time in my opinion I do not think this is the best version of Jen, for sure. I I can see that, and I yeah, yeah, you're right. She does have nice moments, and she does treat Joey really well. Where Joey does treat her poorly, like a yeah. lot of the time. But I think we can understand why because uh, yeah. Jen's been the bomb that's dropped into this dynamic, and yeah. now Joey's even further pushed to the side. So she's acting out like it is immature, it is childish, but at the same time we all did stuff like that at that age yeah it's just it's real and uh but it's i think 15 like that's that's what happens you know yeah, it's part of it's part of growing up it's part of yeah. life um but i think that what i what some of the things i didn't like is that yeah i don't feel she had much loyalty to dawson early on and i think um, potentially okay. he kind of 
was like puppy dog head over heels like yeah. with her immediately uh but like she was straight in like talking to cliff and um and all of that sort of stuff and it's like yeah okay which i i will say is so in the world of romance i am that person i am dawson i am the i find the one that i like and i am head over heels loyal um and i have found most people are like jen uh, they are not that way. They will date and be very, well, this is part of it. This is part of the process. And you're too fixated on this one. Like, you know, I, when I like someone, love someone, whatever, I like, I'm all in. I'm very much an all in person. Like um, for anyone who's watched Gilmore Girls, I don't, have you ever seen Gilmore Girls? Mm-mm. Okay. That would be um, next. We'll do that one next. I was gonna say <laughs> we could do that one. Oh no, that's another miniseries down the line. Um, but you know, the character Luke on Gilmore Girls, there is one time when he says a line, he says, I'm all in. Like I'm and and his that is his character, and I relate to that character a lot in the sense of like usually when I'm in, I'm all in. Mm. I think Dawson is that way too. He's he's very romantic, uh, hopeless romantic kind of guy he's all in and Jen is not my my counter argument for what you're saying which I agree with she is not loyal to him in that way my counter argument would be that if you are a loyal person which I'm suspecting because you're going like yeah 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 (laughs) uh like me sometimes we have to realize that that's not the way that everyone else works Mm. you know and I think that that would be my only defense in in that sense but like yeah I'm there were there are definitely times in the season where I'm like he is he's not perfect but he's typically like doing everything he possibly can for you Mm. and it why isn't it good enough you know why isn't it enough for you Jen yeah Yeah, but then and then on the flip side, there are like some awkward moments where he quite he Dawson oversteps, like when he tries to cut in on the dance and things. And I actually think that when he when they go to the carnival, oh the carnival, the carnival, and the stuffed animal thing, and mm-hmm. he's like, uh, uh, uh. oh my god, that is the worst episode for Dawson of this <laughs> season for sure. He has, but but so you were saying that you you know you could identify with with a bit of all of the characters. Yes. When I when I was watching it, I like thinking about myself. Um, you know, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I actually I could I saw myself as more of like a a pacey type character yeah. of getting into bits of trouble here here and there and and things like that. Like not like yeah. you know serious stuff, but you know this that and the other and whatever. Uh, but then as I got older becoming way more like Dawson in, yeah in yeah being, uh you know sensitive and uh neurotic let's be real like I was bit. I was Joey that like evolved more into Dawson it's almost like we both the, ended up there so. yeah no 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 the like the more sensitive um caring more open about their feelings person mm-hmm. um I had to develop those skills I was very much like Joey closed off um you know don't want to feel this don't want to cry definitely don't want to cry in front of you kind of person so yeah I get that like I I get the like you start as the Pacey and then you kind of evolve into the the sensitive Dawson type yeah and I think I mean we could also call it he can be a bit whiny at times he can be um like he can be 
a whiny bitch. I'm fine with it. But <laughs> like... I can I can be that whiny <laughs> bitch too. And and like the <laughs> But, and somewhere uh, your wife is just like nodding yeah this no, no. is like a hundred percent yes uh, yeah. finally someone said it but the, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but at the end of the day he has he has a good heart and his heart yeah, and intentions are all in the right place and i think some people so i mean i've been everyone's been great on instagram by the way with the spoiler free stuff everyone's yeah, been I'm brilliant gone. but people have been saying like oh they can't believe I'd like Dawson and they've said like, oh, you have a type because I get a lot of heat for really liking Lucas on One Tree Hill, which is shocking to me. That people... I, That's shocking to me as well, because I like Lucas. I do. He makes a lot of choices that I don't like. Um, and there are times with Dawson. I mean, I also think when you're talking about any of these characters, it is hard to say like just this season. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see why you wouldn't like Jen just based off this season I have to separate like the the other things that I may know about Jen um but yeah I I think that I think that Dawson is such a different character like I said like we talked about he's very sensitive he's very neurotic how many like other than like sitcom characters how many neurotic male you know, sensitive characters did we really see before this? It's not, mm, not even even this... on One Tree Hill. Lucas is never neurotic. He's pretty cool. Nathan's pretty cool. You know, Mouth yeah. is a little bit of the nerd type, but even he's not the same. Like there, there's not really anyone like Dawson Leary. And he obsesses. Uh, I think I yeah. see that. I I feel that in myself as well. Like he can't. Okay. He has one thing in his head. And that's yep. all, everything his life is about. And I feel like these are the these are all the big traits that I feel now. Like not then, like now. And I think uh, oh, me too, me too. I've literally been having this conversation with my friends right now, where I'm like, God damn it, why am I not married? Why am I not like like you know? I I have I have these things in my brain of the, you know, when when Dawson's like he he's saying this is how I imagine my kiss with her going. This mm-hmm. is how I imagine our relationship. Whatever. I am that person too. I am playing a stupid game of chess in my head 20, 20 steps ahead, mm-hmm. always. And I really have to try to work on being present and stopping doing that and trusting that things happen in their own time and everything like that. But I'm bad at it. Like it's something I have to practice and I fail at it a lot. And I think that Dawson is the same way, but he doesn't have the adult coping mechanisms that <laughs> you and I have that we have learned over the years through relationships, through therapy, through friendship, whatever that family, whatever it may be that you need to learn to be that person. So I think it's really difficult for people to see that because they're going, Oh, I would have handled it. Like I would have done this. And like, maybe if you weren't like obsessing over Jen, she actually would come back or what. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but he's 15, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and he's the, the beautiful parts of him. I think there's a line where Joey's saying like he he will grow up to be one of these great guys, but you're going to have to kind of deal with this in the meantime. Something along okay. she says something along those lines, and and that's very true. I you know I think every great person is is going to have they're going to have their fatal flaws, and it's about mm-hmm. them growing as an individual and and finding people that are patient with that growth, and then you know, that person with their, like, you know, if I have this flaw that Dawson has, 
what does he bring out and what would I bring out of her? What does he bring out in Jen? Like, what does he help her with and her flaws and her issues? You know, it's, it's give and take, it's work. Um, but yeah, I, I, I understand why people don't like Dawson to a degree, but then I get to the same way where I'm like with Lucas. I'm like, how do you not like Lucas? Like, how do you not like Dawson? This is, um, you know, our main, our, our protagonist, you know? Yeah. you gotta feel something for them and the and the writing is telling us that this isn't good behavior like the writing yes. is saying that dawson isn't acting in the right way like we're, yeah. we're meant to feel this way it's not trying to say that oh you're meant to be on his side and so we have to protest because yeah like i mean it's easier for me to keep making these one tree hill comparisons I'm no sorry, it's okay yeah. like saying most of our most of our listeners are one tree hill people coming over to this probably yeah. so and if not maybe we're introducing some people to one tree hill so that'd be fun too you know yeah by spoiling all of the major plot points oh. but the... <laughs> it's it's like the the lucas payton brooke love triangle yeah we we know as an audience and it's being written saying that this is bad this is not good. They're acting bad, yes. being bad friends, being deceitful, everything yeah. else. And then he has to, and she, and they all go through this whole journey to reconcile it, which takes a very long time and forgiveness yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. Um, at no point are we led to lead, believe by the writers that that's okay. You know, so yeah. it's like, well, so we don't, yeah, you can have a problem with him as a character, but the point is, is he made a mistake he learned from it and he became better from it. Like that's, that's life, you know? I mean, doesn't mean that yeah. it's nice to watch it happening, but that's drama, <laughs> you know? So Right. That is a good point too, of like, you know, we were talking about being grounded. Every action does have consequences um, on this and on Montreal Hill. Mm. And, you know, um, like long withstanding, like, like that, that keep going, you know? Um, you know, we were talking about Pacey, Pacey has the most soap opera story in within this, like, um, but at the same time, that was a thing that was happening in the news. I don't know about you. Did you ever have anything like this happen? Not like, not saying, you know, someone personally, but like, were there stories around you? Because the year after I graduated from high school, this literally happened at my high school. This happened. Yeah. This literally happened. She got fired and divorced and everything. And like the wow. husband was a coworker too. He was a teacher as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it was with a kid who had like just turned 18. So she didn't go to, or, you know, was legal technically kind wow. of thing. Yeah. What is, um, last, first, well, first question, is that what the, the legal age of, uh, consent or whatever is in America? Is it 18? Like across all of the um, states? 18, you're an adult in the sense of like, you can join the military. You can't drink though, not until you're 21. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about age of consent, it is different from state to state. Okay. More than likely, based off of the state they're in, I can look it up specific. Actually, I'm curious what the, <laughs> I'm going to put incognito because it seems very creepy to, <laughs> to Google what? age of consent in, uh, in, in Massachusetts. Well, um he's supposed to be 15 right uh 15. it is illegal 16 years of age or older so they like it is technically considered rape then 
uh, what tomorrow does. Well, that's that's the re- the reason I brought it up is because so back to our junior high, secondary school, high yeah. school age differences. So we leave secondary school at 16 and that's the age of consent or i don't know if that's the right terminology but the age mm-hmm. that you can legally have have sex can you get married place. can you get married at 16 I, I believe i might be getting this wrong but i don't think you can get married until you're 18 yes so here it's 18 you can get married yeah. um and then like as the age of consent is different from state to state if you're in southern states like this like i'm in uh, it's younger. It is like it's and and some of them, if you have the parents permission, you can get married younger. You can have yeah. sex younger. It's it can get very creepy. But in the context of the show, assuming that the laws were the same in the 90s that they are when I just Googled it in incognito mode, um, Pacey is a child in the eyes of the state and had the story you know, had he not come up with that idea of like, hey, I just made it up and like they found out, she would be likely facing charges. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Charges from the district like the district and and there there have been um and there were lots of stories in the nineties about this of like women who went to jail here in the States over things like this. What um so I mean this is this is different, very different. Yeah. But I had uh I had an English teacher in uh, in high school, and I was sat at the front. I've told this story on Ravens. <laughs> I sat at the front of the class. We had like a signed seating, mm-hmm. and uh, she was she was like young, like she must have just started as a teacher. She's probably like twenty three, twenty four years old. Yeah, and uh, she, like, I don't know if she was doing this on purpose, but I have to assume that there's some self awareness there to know what you're doing like you would think um so she used to wear very short skirts um and we're talking a room full of adolescent you know boys and girls um but she would sit on her desk which was the (laughs) which was the desk in front of mine because i was at the front so she's up here and i'm like here so at eye level she would literally sit for the whole class pretty much with her legs open <laughs> oh my just, God. i just i'd just be staring at her crutch just like how am i supposed to learn english like i'm 15 i, I can see what you had for breakfast like I oh don't... my god <laughs> what's her but... name nikki <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what happened right so even so crazier well crazy i guess uh she ended up having an affair with the deputy head who's like the vice principal um who was like you know like a 55 year old man or something who was married and he ended up like leaving his wife i think they both got fired or left the school and then went off as like a couple so um not as scandalous as you know like sleeping with a student but still crazy still like she was uh she was a troublemaker a bit do you think she knew what she was doing like like as in a room for like 15 year old boys i would i would say she probably was dressing that way because she liked this co-worker Mm. guy right right, and you know she i i wouldn't i wouldn't say she was doing that in the sense of like all of the students but she was probably dressed because like when you like someone you want to look good for whatever um that makes sense i never thought of it that way i thought she was dressing that way for me (laughs) i don't think so 
<laughs> not to burst your bubble, but I don't think she does. I mean, especially if she was into a dude who's that much older than her, over 20 years older than her. I don't think so. No, I'm, and I'm I think joking. tomorrow was supposed to, she was, she said her age, she's like 34. Uh, it's basically my age now. That's, I mean, I mean, like I said, I've been with my wife since I was 22, but I mean, uh, I, I, I would never be comfortable dating obviously not that i would anyway but i would never be comfortable dating anyone she's 36 years old 36 i wouldn't be comfortable dating any it's like as my age now like (laughs) hypothetically say i met my wife now but let's imagine she was a bit a bit younger i wouldn't be comfortable dating anyone younger like more than three four years younger than me even that feels a bit like i wouldn't want to be that much older than someone like i my wife and i are the same age and i quite like that I, know that's I have kind of... dated someone who was uh, five, six years younger than me. Okay, um, that's right. And it, yeah, I mean, I so <laughs> so I'm about to turn 29 next week, um, and I I put my limit at 21, and that's like very generous. <laughs> like I I probably would not actually date a 21 year old though. Like. I, that is the old, that is the youngest age where I'm like, ah, eh, this is maybe okay. But even then I'm like, no, I, I, I would rather be with someone who's like 24, 25 to my age, like, well, how to, or to you, like 30. How much older would you go? <sighs> that game. Um, <laughs> I would, I would say like 35. And the only reason I wouldn't say that much older is because I wouldn't want to get in a situation where like we immediately had to have kids because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I want to be with someone for a while first before having kids. Like you and your wife have been together for years and have just now had your first child. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's an ideal situation. It doesn't have to be as long, but like, yeah. I mean, we my brother, slow, if anything, <laughs> no, my brother, my brother and sister-in-law waited several years before starting their family. Like you, I think that's important. I think to have time, you know, as individuals and, you know, you can still, you can, as a couple, go out and have fun and, and do all those things. And then you have the, like the mornings you're describing where you're like, all right, we're up at six because the boy is up, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't see, I can't see myself dating someone really. It's like either direction is kind of the same way, not too young where it's like, never going to have kids <laughs> or too old where it's like I immediately need to have kids mm-hmm. uh I I also don't I mean Pacey is is charming and adorable and everything like that but I I'm like you're a grown-ass woman what do you want with this child mm-hmm. I mean I, I mean my first comment on my instagram commentary was like my jaw has just dropped when when like they so that that's a good question you did you think they were going to actually ever hook up you thought it was just gonna be him like hitting on her yeah when she when she comes into the video store in the pilot and she wants to get the graduate and you know she and she's been kind of like I don't know if you call it flirty, but kind of like yeah, ban- bantering yeah. with him and whatever. And I thought, oh, he's just going to get like a sort of child, uh, uh, a boy-like obsession. And then yeah, he, he's yeah. going to get into mischief, sort of like yeah. spying on her and, you know, stuff like that. And there'll be misread like comedic jokes. Yeah, yeah the like, comedic relief. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
and it didn't go that way and i was completely shocked um but i would just have to say there's uh, a tv show that we watched uh sort of late last year and i don't i don't know how big it was out there it was american Uh, it was called a teacher i think it was on fx it's with uh nick i've heard of that yeah i've heard of that but i've never seen it oh it's so good um it's it's a drama i fully recommend you specifically but to everybody everybody listening (laughs) uh but i think you would really like it uh i forget what the the woman's name in it but she was in she was in like the failed uh fantastic four you know they had a fantastic four that flopped really hard she was in in that but she's known for other things but she um she's really good in it and it's basically it's the story of a teacher, a female teacher, having a relationship with a student who's Nick Robinson, who's a fantastic actor. Um, both of them are. Uh, but it's done really, really well and touches on the points of why this is such an abuse of power and all these other things. But it's yeah. done really delicately and in like a modern day setting. Uh, so yeah, I, it's only I think... like 10 episodes. So Okay, yeah, I think the difficulty is that when you stories like this are when it's a male a younger man and older woman it can often like they can brush past the fact that it is abuse like Mm. it's seen as like fantasy yeah and i think that they do kind of they i think they do a pretty good job of showing that he is so emotionally invested in her and that it's it's it is kind of messing him up in that way um and she i mean she knows from the get-go what's wrong but she's clearly having like a midlife crisis or whatever like (laughs) what other explanation could you have for her she's getting divorced or whatever she moves to this small town and she immediately starts sleeping with one of her students like you're messed up woman like you are really really messed up you need to go to therapy immediately yeah yeah i i I mean just to to say on pacey uh this was really a joyful thing that happened by coincidence for me that it's joshua jackson and i mean as you can see from my backdrop the i'm obsessed with the mighty ducks movies they're Mm -hmm. to me they were my childhood version of star wars that's not my quote jason said that and it's a great Mm -hmm. quote and i love it but it was it's like my star like i love i love them and yeah. obviously he is you know our child protagonist in it and he's, he's great he's charlie right he's charlie and in... yeah he's yes. charlie and i knew him in those movies and then hadn't seen him in anything and then i just seen him as an adult in things uh like fringe did you watch fringe no i heard that was good like i know that he's it's been very around good. Yeah. and he was in um little fires everywhere recently yeah he was great in that he yeah. was great in that and i know that you know, he's made the successful transition into an adult actor, but mm-hmm. I never saw this. And then seeing this is like, oh, this is what happened after the Mighty Ducks. After he got yeah. out of, you know, it's perfect. And he's yeah, he's, he's a really good actor. Like they all he's, love it. I would argue he's the other than like Michelle Williams, he's the best actor on the show. Like of the the younger group, he is so good, so unbelievably charming from the get go. Um, yeah, Pacey is probably my favorite character on the whole show even from season one well should we talk about that at the end because i've got the results of the oh book. yeah 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 we can get into that at the <laughs> end um we kind of talked about jen we touched on what you don't really like 
Oh, about can I Jen. just say on Jen? Yeah. Sorry, is yeah, that, go for um, it. at the end of this season, she re- I was really warming up to her, and so I, yeah. I'm already becoming more of a fan of her, uh, especially with the stuff like you were saying with, with her grandfather with yeah with 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 the granddad and then when she was in the church and she did mm. pray with grams yeah. and that was really nice and uh some of the back and forth where, uh i quoted it uh, on instagram but i think grams said something like prayer isn't necessarily prayer isn't uh, is not for him it's for me yeah exactly and that's yeah. in one sentence that's something that i've been trying to uh sort of have in my mind for years of trying to explain and it just did it so succinctly of that actually yeah regardless of religious yeah. belief or not um it's it's a cathartic experience within yourself to sort of organize your thoughts and reconcile and yeah. you know whether you connect that to religion or not is awesome either way it's completely your choice yeah. but it's uh it's a grounding thing that's yeah. that's what i've you know i i've talked to my bro- my brother's a pastor um, and so I'm whatever I go back and forth with religious stuff, but I have talked to him where I've been like, okay, well, if I'm going for a walk and I'm doing a prayer meditation or whatever, like it's a practice of being, it's almost like a meditation. It's a practice of like being present, being grateful, being like, like trying to pull yourself back to reality. And I think that that's what Grams is talking about where she's like, this is for me. This is for me to you know, not lose it. I mean, realistically. And Grams is an interesting character. Um, yeah. Which we can get into. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that you're kind of warming up to Jen. I don't think season one Jen is like the, I'm going to sell you on Jen. I think you, you're you going to have to keep watching and see the 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 things that the char- her character goes through and, and does. For sure. Yeah, I see that. But her dynamic with Grams is one of my favorite elements of the show. Like, overall. Her relationship with Grams is incredible. Like, the back and forth. People keep saying that. I think people keep saying that we're going to warm up to her. And I I see it. I think uh, I like her already. It was just uh, a difficult entrance because she was already messing up joey and dawson which i was already invested in after the first 10 seconds so. yeah yeah i i understand that like you're you're shipping these two people really really hard and then someone else comes in it's like oh i don't know um it's not the same as like when a brooke davis comes in and you're immediately like oh my god brooke davis like <laughs> wow um it's it's a different kind of character and i like it in that sense i like that it it's a growth type of character and relationships and everything like that friendships all of it yeah um since we're on the subject grams they deal with the two really big things that i think they deal with with grams are religion slash morality she's very skeptical of dawson which is weird because dawson is a very wholesome and pure boy and it's it doesn't quite make sense to me that she doesn't see that because she's lived next door to him for so long I know that she says like Joey's been crawling into his room for years and she thinks that's a very nefarious thing. Mm -hmm. And that's not an unfair assumption when you're talking about a boy girl pairing, but you know, he's, he's so like, he is very sweet every time he, he talks to her, everything. So like, I'm, I'm kind of like, why do you hate Dawson so much? (laughs) And then Grams, they also um, touch on the issue of race in a really big way with Grams. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and her bigotry. And I mean, like, Grams is a character that you're, like I said, you're going to have to see her more as the show progresses. But I mean, it's fair to say you can hate Grams in that episode. And then by the end of it, go, oh, shit, Grams. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, you know, the episode where Bessie is giving birth and she's, you know, her, her son is mixed race. Um, and Grams seems to have a problem with that because it's, she does the excuse that, I don't know if you've heard this from like white family members, but they definitely, like people who are more bigoted will say something like that. Like, well, I'm thinking of the kid. Like, I'm thinking of the child. You're going to make life harder on them. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like you're, you're just wrapping racism up in a new packaging and presenting it in a different way. You're presenting yourself as the caring racist. No, like, yeah. you know, um, I mean, in the sense of like, you have to acknowledge race and have discussions about race and have discussions about what your child will go through. Yeah, like uh, that, I understand that. But like, Graham, now when Graham brings up, I don't like that your children having a child. I understood that way more where it's like, yeah, they're, they're very, I think Bessie, Bessie is supposed to be like 21, something like that. She is very young and her entire Joey, this baby, this restaurant that they have, everything is under her, like the weight of the world is on her shoulders. Um, and I feel for Bessie so much that, and she like, she gets pregnant really young she's in a relationship with someone she loves but like they're in a small town and unfortunately there are bigots you know everywhere especially in small towns though that people that aren't exposed to you know city <laughs> like i guess that's what grams would say <laughs> um but yeah i i was very curious to to hear how you felt about that whether you felt like it was a a fair depiction of like the passive racism that we've had in the, you know, now what people think is a post-racial world, which doesn't actually exist, like as, you know, a farce that liberalism, you know, like we have created, you know, saying, like, oh, it's not racism anymore. It's this thing. It's like, no, it, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, this storyline or that bit is always going to be like a more of a sensitive one to me as yeah. uh, I, I, my wife is black and we, I, uh, we have a mixed race child. Um, mm -hmm. And what that does, what, what my experience is and what I have learned is you very quickly learn how privileged we are as white people and what yeah. that, and what that looks like because to an extent that that has to be learned because we don't know it any other way i mean this is i'm talking for myself in the uk and you know and, and america and well actually the entire world like we we are like white people yeah. are inherently privileged in ways unfortunately that other ethnicities aren't um and it's horrifically horrendously sad and mm -hmm. i hate it um but when uh, so when hearing comments and things like that it is very yeah. much like what you said like a lot of people are like oh it's just a generational thing oh there's just it was different in their day um and yeah. 
uh, my feeling on that is, has been and always is, well, it's not those days now. So yep. there is no excuse. Today, you will respect everybody um, because that's the world that we live in. There's no valid reason to not. Um, but so I think I put on my Instagram whoa like something like shocked or whatever and then i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure i put dot 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 fuck you grams um <laughs> and... i mean that's that's very justified i've had it's not the same but i have had really homophobic things said to me in the same sense of like well i just care about blah 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 like i i don't feel i'm not homophobic but Mm. um i just don't oh, like I, oh, I two have girls a, together yeah yeah i have a gay friend i'm not homophobic like that yeah, sort of thing yeah. that matt and i joke about that all the time i'm like matt i can't be racist i have a black best friend no, no yeah. like no 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 it's 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 all bullshit like you you can have those bias like you can you can be um you know a person who had like people don't even understand like you can have like uh, in the sense of like you can have a mixed race child and still be racist like you like these things are embedded in us in our culture mm -hmm. and um grams is is the product of that generation for sure but like when it comes down to it at the end of the day she did seem to prioritize life more than anything else yeah I, she got she got it done didn't she and i think I, yeah. the, the other bit i was just gonna say on that is so when i put that out i got uh i got flooded with messages from people like not not negative people just okay being, okay like, good people being like yeah i can't yeah yeah she's being a douche she's a complete this that and the other but there's then they, no oh. there's no defense i think it's the worst moment for grams of the series like it is horrible but they most of them then also would say but by the end of the show, I'm sure you're going to love her or something like that. Or mm -hmm. like things like don't hold out hope, like as in, or hold on to hope, like as in. Yeah. So, and so I kind of already in my mind was like, I'm not saying that they're spoilers or anything, but kind of in my mind was like, okay, there's going to be a retribution arc potentially by the end of it. She might be on the front lines protesting in, you know, Black Lives Matter things that are and you know the equivalent if that's, you know, <laughs> what existed in the late 90s but i mean who knows i mean probably not but then i'm sure there there hopefully will be uh some learning and some uh you know uh, distinguishing of ignorance and her moving forward in some way and and that would be great because as much as it's horrible to see um and horrible to hear it's still these things are important to be depicted because they happen and it was being sh written from the perspective of, of the show saying that this is not right. right this is terrible behavior it'd be completely different if the show was saying oh this is okay this is acceptable so it's like yeah. the show was putting a spotlight on it to say this this can't happen and so yeah. I, like I everyone in the room is going fuck you like like they yeah. really are pissed at her for for bringing that negativity especially to such a like even though it's a traumatic birth like and and the experience is traumatic uh, and it gave me anxiety than being in a small town and they couldn't get an ambulance and everything like that i forgot how much anxiety that episode gave me um you know that bringing that into an experience of like this child being brought into the world like and is such a great 
beautiful thing to have that negativity, I think is, I mean, sometimes that unfortunately is a, a reality for like bringing some kids into the world and it sucks. But it's interesting to see a show acknowledge that, like to, to show like this kid is not even born and is already dealing with fucking bigotry. And it's kind yeah. of a, what is wrong with you? Like, like it really is that mirror of going like, hey, did you think the same thing like that Grams is thinking? Maybe you need to reevaluate your stuff because mm -hmm. look at how happy, you know, this woman is to have her, her son. You know, Alexander is what ends up being named. Um, you know, look at how happy she is to have this child. Maybe you need to deal with your own shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is a very difficult, between that and the religious stuff, it, it is very difficult to navigate the stories that they deal with with Grams. One thing I really like about Jen in defense of Jen is she feels like she it's almost like okay if you let's let's say that god is real and god brought um jen into grams's life to challenge her <laughs> in ways that she would have never realized she was like the curmudgeon woman next door who was just taking care of her husband and was not involved with anything. She didn't know Dawson. She didn't know Joey. She didn't know Bessie. And then she is pushed at such a late stage in her life into situations that she would have never dreamed of being pushed into. Like, like helping bring a child that she, for some fucking reason, ethically did not believe in prior to this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is that sense of like, sometimes you go like okay is there is there something bigger here that is challenging you in your life and challenging your bullshit and the, and it's the question of a person like grams will she see this occasion and choose to grow when that challenge arises or will she revert back into her old ways and become that same old person that is like full of bigotry and everything like that mm. i like to think that they based on what we've seen so far, they do kind of make her rise to the occasion, but not in a way that's unrealistic. You don't feel like her racism is gone at the end of the episode. You don't feel yeah. like it's just everything is perfect and vanished. It's yeah. there. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like she stepped up, she did what she needed to do um, and proved herself to be kind and, and et cetera in the moment. And there's the, mo there's the times where she's like telling Dawson to like stop recording or i can't exactly yeah. remember but to you know to calm down because mm -hmm. you need to keep everything calm but yeah. i think you're right it's not to say that suddenly all of this is undone it feels like there's still learning to to be had but i feel like in a way i hope that they come well i definitely i hope they come back to it um not in a way of repeating it but in a way of like there being some more reconciliation or amends mm -hmm. or self-learning and uh, that would be really cool to see um, yeah. But I do the the dynamic between Grams and Jen, uh, especially in the the last episode, the last two yes. episodes. Um, yeah, they really got me. Like with with the grand the granddad and yeah. having the second stroke, and that's all really sad stuff. But in a way, endears you to Jen because she is really yeah. supportive of her grandmother, and 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 that's a nice trait, and that's nice to see. 
Yeah, and the fact that he woke up and was asking for her, like, yeah. he, like that they're there. It's weird how they're showing a relationship without ever really showing the other half of this relationship, which is Jen came here in part because of the grandfather and clearly was was very close to him and had a very um, good relationship with him. And now that's gone. Like, and it's, it's this, um, it's, they, they really leave her at the end of this season in a very emotional place Mm. um, that you're kind of like, what are we, what are we going to do now? (laughs) Like, (laughs) where do we go from here? Um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm really, like as soon as I finished the finale, you know, Netflix starts doing the, you know, mm-hmm. to go to the next one. I was like, oh, I really want to see it. And because I haven't, but I love that moment where you get into the next season, when especially when you're watching like this, like retrospectively, and it's like, oh, the hair's slightly different. Oh, someone, yes. someone's got a tan. Someone went on yes. vacation. Like, you know. Yes, thank God the Caesar's haircut that Joshua Jackson has is gone in the second season. That is my only spoiler for you. <laughs> I quite out a little like bit. his haircut, actually. <laughs> I like it. Every guy had that haircut at that time, though. That was like, um, oh, what's his name? George Clooney had that on ER and everything, didn't he? Like, yeah, that was yeah. the haircut of that time. But man, it looks bad now. Oof, I don't, I disagree. I think it looks bad. What, what's funny is when you get to, I, I'm going to say about 30, like as a man anyway, this is what I have found. I'm, I know that there's exceptions to the rule. But I think you get to this age and you don't have a haircut anymore. It's just whatever it does, you know. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm grateful. I still, you know, I've still got my yeah. hair. Still okay, but I can't. I don't, there's no styling to it. It's just there, you know. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's hair there, and I'm happy about it. But it doesn't. There's no styling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Would you call That's... what would you what haircut would you call this? Nothing. It's just hair. There's hair on his head. That's all you could what. How could you? I would call it you. You have a specific season of Chad Michael Murray that you were like, do this one, and then you just you you change it up depending on on what what vibe you're going for. Shamefully, shamefully, (laughs) in my in my like mid twenties, I definitely did that. Where I definitely had times of I think season five Chad Michael Murray hair. I definitely had that at one point. Where it's a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit more in the scruff and everything. Yeah. yeah 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 live that life. Um, if i could if i could grow dawson locks then i'd definitely be doing it oh right some if people... you can, yeah yeah if any man can you should go for it because it'll look it'll probably look great like his hair is phenomenal and he still has that head of hair man like i follow his instagram and every once in a while i'm like damn dude you still got a great head of hair good for you I'm really looking forward to being able to follow them on Instagram yeah. and doing all yeah. of that stuff. Well, and the other thing that's a crazy crossover is that he is in One Tree Hill. Yes, he is. Yes, and he what's is. hilarious is that he is a movie director, but he is oh. the opposite of Dawson because he's like doing loads of cocaine and oh, stuff. Oh, they did that on purpose and they promoted the hell out of that. Oh, okay. you know, of like hey, we got Dawson on our show, but he's not like Dawson. You think he's going to, you know, like I, I remember it being a thing and I was so excited. I'm like, shit, James Vanderbeek's going to be on the show. This is incredible. And he's just, he's insane on One Tree Hill. He's and he seems to be having a lot of fun. He's really funny. Like, I, I think he's a great comedic actor. 
actor as well. He just doesn't get to show it on this as much as Joshua Jackson gets the the comedic, you know, things on this. Whereas if you watch uh, if you watch Fringe, if you ever watch Fringe, which I do recommend at some point watching, um, Joshua Jackson's character is very like very he's serious he's very serious and very grounded and everything like that. So he's not not playing his normal like snarky self that we know and love as Pacey Witter. Lost my point. All right, two things. So on James mm-hmm. Vanderbeek. Yeah. I also know him from Varsity Blues. Love yes. that movie. Yeah. Um and just before I get to my second point, he seems like from what I can tell a really cool person in real life. Before I can mm-hmm. check and validate, is that true? Is he cool? From everything I've gathered, yes. There's no real trouble with him or anything. There's never Honestly, there other than the Katie Holmes Tom Cruise thing, um, Joshua Jackson got arrested once after Dawson's Creek for getting in like literally like a hockey fight. Like he got in a fight at a hockey game like a Canadian boy does, kind nice. of thing. Like, and that's and that's it. Like that that's pretty much the only this this cast doesn't really have like a lot of like, you know things around like you know uh michelle williams had a child with heath ledger and heath ledger passed away that like you know things like that but no no there's oh you didn't no yeah so okay quick tangent um michelle williams was in brokeback mountain which i'm guessing you haven't seen because i've seen i've seen that okay so she is heath ledger's wife in that movie Right. They met on that movie and they fell in love on that movie and then they had a child. By the time oh they were going to the Oscars, they had they were having a baby. Uh and they were all nominated for Oscars and everything like that. They got married. Um they ended up or maybe they were just engaged, but they did split. And unfortunately, right before his death, like they had gone their separate ways, but they were still, you know, going to raise their daughter together and everything like that and he passed away and she up until I think last year has been a single mom this entire time. She just mm-hmm. recently remarried, you know, that's, that was 20 or I'm sorry, 2008, I think was when he died. Um, yeah. Cause when the yeah. dark night came out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they, so broke back around was 2005. So this ended in 2003, two years later, she's getting like Oscar nominations and, and stuff wow. for, for her roles. Yeah. Very quickly. And they were both very young when they had, you know, they were still in their 20s when he was, what, 28 when he died? I think something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. so sad. Rest in peace to Heath Ledger. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, he has, they have a daughter together. Uh, she looks just like Heath Ledger, too. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, and then the other thing I was going to say about Dawson's character, mm-hmm. I put this out. I, maybe, I, maybe actually, maybe I was speaking to you about this, but I was saying that uh what hooked me into one tree hill was the basketball and that inspired Uh, me to get into basketball and everything yeah what hooked me into this immediately was his love of filmmaking and his love of spielberg and everything and i mean i i'm not a filmmaker or anything like that but i i love spielberg movies i love movies i love that sort of stuff and so able to channel his love of that and him and pacey you know working in the video store and everything I think that's a great hook. Like, I love all of that. Yeah, I, I got into film school. Like, I I was making movies all throughout my teen years, like Dawson. So, 
yeah, I was doing like morning shows at my high school, everything like that. So <laughs> that is definitely a big hook for me too. And this idea of like, it's Friday night, we're going to stay in and watch movies. That was, that was me. That's still me. Like, that's still very, <laughs> like, it, it's, I, you know, I'm not, re I've never really been the like, go to a club person. I'm the like, yeah, let's get pad Thai and watch a terrible movie together kind of person. Like that's yeah. what I dig. And that's funny that you say that because I'm exactly the same way, but I love bad movies. I love bad yes. movies that are still good. Like, and there's great examples of that, but um, like yeah. things like, uh, I don't know, like, like Armageddon, for example, is yes. meant to be a good film. But no, I love it. I cry at the end yeah. every time. I, I cry it. every time. Why do I cry? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because I... he sacrificed himself, Lex. That's why <laughs> he saved Ben Affleck. Like, come on, how can you not cry? No, no, I, I'm with you. Like, it, it's it, man, there is something about a bad movie like that, whether it's intentionally bad or not, like, not intentionally bad. Like, I love like SNL and a lot of SNL sucks. And that's just not that that's just improv. That's what, how improv works. So, you know, people will go like, Oh, you know, SNL was really good when Chris Farley was on there. I remember the original go back and watch those. You will see that most of it sucks. And there's a lot of it. There's just little, you find the little bits that are good. So I love SNL movies. Like talking about a bad movie that you love, like a night at the Roxbury. That movie is terrible. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so bad. Never, I've actually never seen that. I know it's Will Ferrell, right? Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, and it was their skit on there. And I watched it all the time as a kid, and it was so cheesy and stupid. My brother and I laughed our asses off. <laughs> like, so yeah, I'm I'm like the the like watch a watch a movie whether it's good or bad, and and you know then analyze it forever. I love that. I love that they can sit there and just like analyze the movie and talk about everything. And sometimes, and I've been in this situation, um, she doesn't care as much. Like Joey is not as invested in it as mm. Dawson, but she loves him. So she's, yeah. she likes hearing him be very passionate about it. And that is a little, like a little touch that I love. That's a great touch. I hadn't really considered yeah. that. And that's, yeah. that's so true. Um, and then two two things. Uh, the no, that's good. Um, the uh, I I hate people. Well, hate's a strong word. I <laughs> I have a disdain for people that can't appreciate bad good films. Like and the people yeah. that get a little bit like on a pedestal of like, well, you know, oh, why don't you watch The Godfather Part Two? It's like, yes, I, that's a great film. But how about I want to watch Happy Gilmore again? Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say was, this is a, a side tangent promo plug for Lex Ooh. and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I've been loving your uh, Benefer rants <laughs> and, and Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Lopez just on the back of um, the Armageddon chat. is so funny. I, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit obsessed with that. I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm bringing more of that to the show than maybe even Matt wants to, and it's not going <laughs> to stop anytime soon. I'm just like, I'm going to make you listen to me talk about the dramas of my middle school <laughs> that have now continued for some inexplicable reason into adulthood. So I'm like, yep, we're going to have a benefit update. Apparently every week there's a benefit update. 
I and then it. yeah yeah and we're i mean this in this last week's episode we were just like writing a whole story about the bracelet and it, it was so stupid we're we we had so much fun talking about it so i'm glad that that you're enjoying it and i've also received messages from other listeners who were like i really like these benefer updates and i'm like okay i guess we're we're doing something right keep them coming i think yeah. i'm like one of the only people that really likes ben affleck well like i like his performances and i like I do too i even when i talk about him being like mega depressed and <laughs> smoking <laughs> smoking a cigarette and he just looks like he has the crushing weight of life on him i'm like dude same i like <laughs> there's just something there's something about him that is very real and mm. relatable he see he's a very flawed guy like how I, I don't know there's just something about his his like dread that he sometimes seems to have that i'm like yeah no we can we can relate to that ben we we can relate to that yeah for sure but i mean and some of his performances are undeniable like him uh, his performance in gone girl is great is perfect yeah in that uh his um more recent one i don't think... argo argo was oh, amazing argo. yeah i think he directed he won an oscar for that because i think he directed yeah. it didn't he yeah he won uh, an oscar. but the uh i forget what it's called i think it's called the way back this is it came out like oh last i haven't year. seen that one that's the ba- he's a basketball coach right yeah, yeah it's really good i mean th- this is not a spoiler it's in the trailers but he's an alcoholic um, yeah and that's kind of he plays it so well like he's really good like i think he's a i think he's a really good actor and obviously yeah, a good story too. writer and uh so i think he's really talented but um and then jennifer lopez is just well she's one of the most beautiful women in the world and continues yeah. to be forever um yeah for she's like reason. an eternal star and maybe one of the last of that kind of that that type of star now we have people that have their own little audiences you know we have we have fans as creators of content on the internet. That's crazy. We have, yes. right, right. No, yes. we do. We like, we yeah. have people that are, that are watching this, listening to this right now, just because they like us. And like, so, so everyone can have that no matter how big or small, but there are very few people that are on that level of stardom anymore. It's a dying thing because everything's so niche now because of the internet, mm. which is good and bad, but like, it, like, so, so, two of these gigantic stars dating and everyone being so interested in it and that like it's not it's not really a thing anymore but that used to be all it was you know it was the big hollywood stars dating each other and and stuff like that so Mm. that was that was that was a tangent for sure but (laughs) um if you'd like tangents listen to lex and matt's excellent (laughs) links below for more more Um, benefer updates so i i want to I know we're going to get into like poll, like the polling that we did and everything like that. But the last real characters that we need to kind of touch on are Mitch and Gail. Um, how do you feel about these these characters and their? I mean, I guess I could ask about the hurricane episode because when when Mitch finds out, that's an intense scene. Absolutely it's, crazy, crazy yeah she keeps dawson in the room for it she's like which uh, i kind of respected because he's like he knows that this has happened and she has put a uh an unnecessary weight and responsibility on him to kind of keep her secret and that's mm. fucked up 
I'm like, I, I, I'm not saying I would do the same thing. I'm just saying I kind of understand it. Yeah, like I kind of get it, but I also feel like think if you to think of Mitch's perspective, like yeah, he needs to have that information in private, and then yeah. and then bring Dawson in for whatever the part needs to be. But I, I agree, uh, yeah, because like that's in, that's in, one is well, obviously it's horrendously painful, and it's also yeah. horrendously embarrassing, you know, to have yeah. to to have that in front of somebody. Um, but I really like I like both their characters obviously i don't like what gail was doing and all of that stuff but i mean it is the story um i think both of the actors are really good i think they give really good performances i wish that we saw more of them um i'm kind of surprised i was surprised at the beginning of how little we have of them because Mm -hmm. we're trained from a one tree hill perspective that you get about 60 65 percent of the younger characters and then the rest being like the older characters where in this we're probably yeah. talking 90 10 maybe or some episodes right the future. right yeah i i mean um they'll explore that more in the future but like it, it's it, it's an ongoing thing you know i i it is diff one tree hill is definitely different in that sense of like covering the the adult characters from that perspective in a different way but yeah i it's such a heartbreaking storyline and Mitch is such a good guy and he's like, you know, he's the adult version of Dawson. He's such a dreamer and everything like that and romantic guy. When he's talking about the chapstick, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I love that story. I love this man. Like, I love him and I don't understand, I don't understand why you cheat on him. I don't understand it. Um, but they, the reason they, they, for that was really interesting actually. Um, yeah. No, but they, they did a good job, yeah. Yeah, it was basically that because everything's perfect, right? She wanted to sort yeah. of break something. That's a, um, that's a thing that some people who are really messed up have, you know, that aren't dealing with their own issues. I think she's about Tamara's age as well, probably about 36, some somewhere in that age bracket. So her and Tamara are kind of going through, probably through like a midlife crisis at the same time. Mm. Just different different ways yeah that's interesting um i mean overall i yeah i really i really like them i like all of the characters um yeah i i am we haven't spoken we haven't spoken too much about joey or and pacey but i mean we have spoken about them yeah yeah i just add uh, about joey i love how she goes up the creek on her boat my my mm-hmm. favorite moment my favorite moment i believe it's at the end of the pilot um hope i'm sure hopefully you can verify yeah but when she asked dawson when does he uh you know do his business walk um, his dog that is they had to use that specific terminology to get it past the sensors they said yes. walk the dog walk the dog yeah i yes. love that or yeah. <laughs> in the uk we have a phrase i'm not sure if it's over there as well say choking the chicken yeah 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 yeah. that's that's a phrase over here as well which is like horrible imagery but um yeah i love it when she uh she leaves and i can't remember the exact scenario but they're like you know she's upset she's asking him when how many times do you do it like she she's asking him very specific things about it yeah and that is at the end of the pilot right and then it's about being like well I want to be with not just friends, you know, can we have this other part? And then he, 
shouts out of her window and he says mm-hmm. he out of his window sorry and says he does it like in the morning or something or yeah yeah but the music then drops and she like her expression goes from to smiling and it's like but the smile kind of like lights up the screen and it's like this mm-hmm. beautiful moment of like oh instantly i was like i love these characters and, and then it's like yeah. she goes up the creek a little bit and then she sees gail having the affair and whatever like it which yeah. is like the cliffhanger but that was the mo- that was the moment right there where i kind of already fell in love with the show but also yeah. really loved her and dawson in that moment and she is a great actress like you yeah yeah like you said yeah i it's hard not to even though she she has her flaws and everything it's hard not to fall in love with joey potter there's just something about her and her her wit and her snark like just just something there's just something about her there's something about the way that she like tucks her hair behind her ears and like looks away and does like um you know when you get to it, there's a really funny moment in One Tree Hill where Bethany Joy Lenz does an impression of Joey, mm. which you're, you probably didn't even notice because you weren't, uh, but there's that episode where they're doing impressions and like Chad Michael Murray does his like Jack Sparrow or what, like whatever. And they all do, but like, she does like, like the, you know, she goes into the full Joey and it, it, it's hilarious, but there's, there's just something she is acting with her body too and and these quiet moments the way that she looks at him the way that she does things you know um at the beauty pageant the way that she's like nope this is just hairspray this is just you know all this stuff she's really vulnerable and beautiful in that way that's a great episode as well like i love the way that one ended as well where dawson suddenly into her now because she's been made up and everything and then she's like no because this you need to be into me when I'm, you know, wearing my normal clothes and whatever. Yeah. But then there's that subtle moment at the end where she sort of smiles to herself in the mirror, like a little bit yeah. like, okay. She know. gets to see herself as beautiful while also maintaining her, like her dignity and self-respect and going like, no, you're going to love me for who that I am or you're not going to have me at all. That's amazing. Like, that's a really great thing especially for young women to see yeah um i thought it was i thought it was very well written yeah and she yeah completely and she's great and and even talking about it now there's so many standout episodes like the beauty pageant one the hurricane one the breakfast club one yeah Uh, i I have to say on i mean sort of pushing over to pacey now a little bit when uh dawson throws the basketball in his face oh yeah i two things about that one firstly i was absolutely shocked um and then secondly i don't know how they filmed it because it was so perfect like it hit him in the face and then hit the camera i mean i I don't know what special effect they did on that but it looked real yeah i don't know they they are really really good at filming the show like there's i mean yeah you you made fun of the boom the boom mics dropping in and stuff that happens on every show unfortunately they they film these in a week you know they have very limited amounts of time to do this stuff. Um, one of the worst shows is Boy Meets World, I guess. There's there's a Boy Meets World podcast, and they they point out that as well every time. <laughs> it's pretty funny, um, but yeah, I, I I think the cinematography in the show is fantastic. It's re- and and for a show that is so in love with filmmaking, that's incredibly important. You know, 
yeah yeah totally i mean and on the the point of uh like spotting the boom mic and things i had a yeah. lot, i had a lot of people messaging i was saying it in jest like hey here's the boom mic again yeah but yeah yeah a lot quite a few people wrote in and said that actually the reason is because it would it would would have been released on tv in a different ratio so you it would it wouldn't have been as wide so you actually wouldn't have seen that top bit so, I mean, yeah 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 i don't are they is it not four three on i don't know um but yeah buffy has issues with that because uh, that's forgivable then if that's the point because they didn't think it was going to come out like that and then i don't know was it you that told me this, or am I... this disc contains full screen presentations that are formatted to fit your tv so yeah and the the netflix versions would probably be the same so that might that might be an actual they might have gone back to the film or whatever and might be something related to that but anyway what were you and then ask? i'm not sure if, if if it was you that told me or if it was somebody else but somebody said uh that these were all filmed before being aired like they filmed all 13 and then they started airing them right you know normally they're airing as they go and so it was like a, a complete thing. So like, you know, like how if on another show, there might be six episodes ahead or something. I'm yeah, making it up, yeah. Let's pretend. Then then say if the audience is reacting a certain way and hating something or whatever, and you think you're going to lose ratings, they can try and change the storyline as they're yeah. going or edit some of the other ones. So it's interesting how they wouldn't have had any of that on Dawson's Creek for that first season because they're releasing it and well, it's already done, you know, if that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I mean, I don't know that. I'll have to look into that. I've never heard that before. It definitely wasn't me that said it because I've never heard that before. Right. Um, I, I want to look up more trivia, but I do know quite a bit as is based off of like what I've read and everything like that. But it, a lot of, a lot of like knowledge I have is connected to later seasons or whatever. Um, especially when we get into season two, but, uh, yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious. Like we can talk about the poll, the polling that you came up with because that are, and that you, uh, had on your page, but. I'm curious to hear in the sense of like you, you do the same thing with Dom on Ravens. What are your predictions? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, in the large scale, maybe just in next season, maybe in the next couple episodes, I don't know. Like, what are you, what are you thinking might happen? Well, I'm thinking, I well, I, a hundred percent from the first episode believe that the end game will end up with Dawson and joey if it ends any other way i feel i'd be disappointed at this point like it feels like that's the ross and rachel the jim and pam it's got to be mm -hmm. the dawson and joey mm -hmm. um i but i do think that pacey will get with joey first i've i've kept mm. saying that on my thing i think that that uh there'll be a point where joey can't she, she doesn't want to wait for him anymore so mm -hmm. and pacey there was already like you know little inklings to you know he tried yeah it. they had the the whole uh assignment together the yeah. snail assignment <laughs> which i loved and i thought that's where it was going to go i thought she was going to be into it and that's and yeah. as that's happening dawson will realize his feelings for her but it's not the right time and then mm -hmm. he'll get with jen you know and all that sort of yeah purpose. yeah uh, but I still think that's going to happen. Um, I think that Pacey and Joey will have something. Uh, it's hard. I I think that Grams will will come 
will become good and be yeah yeah a favorite from like what people have said i'm assuming that they're gonna that six seasons i think they're gonna stay in high school i think the Mm -hmm. sixth season will end because i think i'm gonna guess that like every two seasons might be one academic year in the show or something like yeah yeah so i don't think they're gonna like time jump or anything Mm -hmm. um i think that it will end with joey leaving cape side but leaving with dawson because she wants to leave right that's her mm-hmm. whole thing um, yeah she wants out yeah. and i think maybe he'll go maybe they'll go to la or something for his mm-hmm. film career or something like that i think that we're gonna have we've got to have some like big marquee moments like mm-hmm. you know like the school shooting type one in mm-hmm. one tree hill there's got to be something that's related to that I don't know what it will be. I'm going to say a fire. Throwing out. <laughs> okay. You're like, pick a natural. We've already done a hurricane. What other natural disaster or thing can you can you throw in there? <laughs> but maybe it's like a fire that like Cliff started or something. I think, I reckon, I reckon <laughs> why not? Okay. I, no, reckon, no, okay. I think Cliff will have, will, will have something to 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 do here like because they've used him quite like a be lot. a be a larger character yeah like he'll be yeah. a, a blockade for uh for jen maybe mm-hmm. or for dawson potentially I, i'm not sure yeah um, but i think in the end yeah that's about as much as i can do right now i think with the yeah parents, they i don't know where they can go because i guess they're continuing yeah. to work on their relationship perhaps potentially they will actually divorce at one point mm-hmm. and then they'll reconcile later but yeah is that yeah. is that okay? No, 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 that's okay. I I didn't give you advance notice that I'd be asking you that. I just kind of wanted to after our conversation to see what you think based off of what you've seen. And I think every season, you know, we can do that. We can go, mm. okay, based on the knowledge that you have now, what do you think's gonna happen next? Um, I'm so excited for you to get into season two. I I can't wait. It's it's i'm i'm watching it now i'm gonna be ahead of you i'm always gonna be ahead. i'm like but I, i've seen it all i can't stop watching it now it's such an addictive show i know you'd be doing the same thing if you mm. the schedule permitted it but you know being able to watch your insta stories every night and be like or <laughs> day whatever whenever you because our time difference but yeah i'm just like oh it's that episode i'm so excited yeah i i'm just the first episode of season two alone i'm so excited Oh man! Well, I I I hope that we can do a mini series like this, uh, where at some point where we can flip the roles around. If there's like yeah, a show yeah. that you haven't seen, that would be fun as well. But I am enjoying. This is a novelty to me to being in this yeah. position, and I I really like it. Um, and I really I really oh this is what I was going to ask. Yeah. So and let's keep this in here so that if we we we're organizing this with all of the listeners as well. Should I wait? Should I watch the first episode of season two like tomorrow, or should I wait until we release this and then start watching it so that people are still in current times of our conversation timeline? You know, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a call on on your behalf i guess like what what would you feel more it doesn't because honestly it it doesn't matter to me like obviously i'm excited for you to start watching it i feel like everyone's gonna be excited for you to start watching it 
but the beauty of this is that people can listen to it whenever you know that's true i i just yeah. don't want to like i want people to be able to be current with it like as in yeah uh, to be yeah. able to but i reckon i'll probably have this released in about two days or something yeah from now so maybe i'll wait and put this out and then be like cool okay catch up listen to this or watch the difficulty this. of that is i don't want to wait yeah. <laughs> for our lives to be over is that right i want to know right now what will it be come on it's terrible it's getting too go. late no, that was perfect podcasting that was yes perfect. it was um the okay so i guess we can touch on the the polling real quick that we, that you did i didn't you, really look at it you did you did that's, you suggested that's true. I, I just put them out i can't take credit for that well okay so the first and i one, did not vote in it either because i wanted to say my choices on i didn't want you to see what my choices would be so oh, perfect okay mm -hmm. so i'll i'll say what they were i'll say what the if you didn't look right i'll say what they were and you guess I, what the percentage is i skipped through so i i didn't i didn't look at them i just gave you them and, and basically skipped through them so yeah okay you guess what the percentages are then you say what your answer is and i'll say what mine was um because okay. i wasn't i'm not actually i wasn't physically able to vote right exactly. um joey or jen what do you reckon the percentages were i would say it's like 63 percent joey over jen it was 81% Joey. Wow. Damn. Jen is getting love. I would also pick Joey, by the way. I would. But I I would have thought it'd be closer than that. No. Joey. Joey killed And And we one. know you'd pick, you'd pick Joey. I'd pick Joey. Am <laughs> yeah. I assuming you'd pick Joey as well? Yes, I would pick Joey. Yes, I would. Okay. Dawson or Pacey? Pacey's going to win this one by huge numbers. Like, 86%, 87%. That's close. 91%. 91%. I would also pick Pacey. I would. I love Pacey. It's and look, I've talked in length about my love for Dawson too. But there's something about that witter boy that he is <laughs> he is uh it's the Joshua Jackson of it. He's so damn charming. Uh this is yeah I agree. This is a difficult one for me because I have Joshua yeah. Jackson love from a very early age with Mighty Ducks and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh but I'm going to I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go with Dawson because I think the underdog that it's his name of the show and yet it's true like with the fandom fans do prefer usually Pacey like cuz he's just so you know he's got that snark to him that there, there's just something about him. Yeah, when, I get when that. he's when when uh, they is there is there a part where he borrows the car or whatever from his from his dad or brother? Yeah, and he dad, like yeah. he's like woohoo or whatever, and he like he's just he's wild. There's just something hilarious about him, and and Joey just is like God, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. No, he's uh, great. Yeah. I do I do love all of that. I think. I would just say Dawson because his whininess reminds me more of myself now, I yeah, would say. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, Pacey we are pro-Dawson on this podcast, guys. You're going to yeah. have to deal with it. That's right. I love that. Yeah. We didn't talk about Billy. Um, but So if I hang on. This one was mm. clear, for, clear for Billy. I just have to say, I hate Billy. I hate Billy him. fucking sucks. Why is his shirt like, like this? What year is it? That's what I want to know. 
did when did the like John Travolta Saturday Night Fever doing this thing for anyone watching the video I'm just like popping my collar out because <laughs> he he does that and then he has like the weird chest hair and he's wearing leather coats which of course everyone it's the 90s of course they are but like I I just Billy is terrible and I'm I'm not a huge Cliff fan I don't hate Cliff I don't love him either but yeah like uh, I, I I think people would choose Cliff. I'd like to think that they'd choose him. The only way I would say that you would pick Billy over Cliff is that Billy is like a tornado rolling through the town and provides more drama, I think, overall yeah. than Cliff does. That's true. That's but true. I'm going to say Cliff with like, like 70%. It's close. Cliff? It's Cliff with 75%. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. close, and you. So you yeah. would choose Cliff. Yeah, yeah. I I would choose Cliff as well. I just have to say on on Billy, I never thought that I could find someone's chest hair obnoxious, <laughs> but it happened. I like. I was like, how did he this looks happen? So much older than them. So much older. It's yeah, disturbing. Because, maybe because of the chest hair. Like you don't. I think he's supposed to be him. creepy older too. I think he's supposed to be in his early twenties. Oh, okay. And that's I don't think he is supposed to be with a girl that young. I think it's meant to be a predator type of guy. Oh god. So I, I'm imagining there could be like a dark Netflix drama that's Dawson's Creek from Billy's yeah. perspective and like look it up. Continue. Uh okay. Movie night or school dance. Um like what would you prefer to go to? That yeah. Story. What What are you? Are you more a movie night person or a school dance person? I mean, I'm a movie night person for sure. Yeah, same. What What would you think the percentages would be? Okay, Billy is supposed to be 22. She's 15 years old. Go to jail, Billy. Go to jail. Unbelievable. Go to jail. <laughs> there you Jesus. Go. Terrible. <sighs> Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> so the percentage. <laughs> yeah, think, movie night, school dance. I feel like most people are extroverted and would in real life go to a an outdoor, like like go to a thing. However, the nostalgia factor in the context of Dawson's Creek makes me think that more people would pick movie night. So I'm going to say it's like seven, uh, 68% movie night over the dance. It's not as close. Seventy four percent movie night. Okay, yeah. And I guess also we've got to take into consideration that these are people that are following my page, which is yeah, <laughs> not we've skewed. Extra... Yeah, they're not the extroverted type. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, this is a good one. Should Tamara be in jail? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. At the very least, she should have like community service or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something's wrong with that woman. Send her to make mandate her going to uh, what's it called? Like like therapy or whatever. Like court mandated therapy for tomorrow. At the very least, she and I hope something. that that was at least eighty percent of the people. It was exactly eighty percent. Eighty percent. Okay, so we know who our lawful people are, and then we know there's about twenty percent of you. They're a little bit sketchy, a little bit, <laughs> a hint of sketchiness. A little bit of, you know, boyhood fantasy still there. Yeah. But this one was the craziest one. Um, okay. So 
Dawson and Joey or Dawson and Jen? What this do you is just think? based off of season one. Just season one, yeah. I would personally vote for Dawson and Joey. And I think that it's skewed. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as big of like a, a number as you'd think. I'm going to go with like 58% in favor of Dawson and Joey. Okay. Well, I would also choose Dawson and Joey. Okay. Uh, we had like, there's like over 50 votes on here, probably okay. maybe 60 or 70 by the end of it. Awesome. Um, and this is crazy. It was 51% <gasps> yep. to Dawson and Joey. Uh, see, I'm just saying it's a good, it's a good love triangle. I like that it's that close because that means the writing is good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're yeah, doing exactly. a good job. People are split. It's like the Twilight team Edward, team Jacob. Is it Edward and Jacob? Have I made that up? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. Sounds right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, now this one's an interesting one, and remember, you got to take into consideration that uh, you know, my Instagram page is is new, so I don't have masses of followers on there. But the majority of them have come over from my Ravens page. Yes, thank, thank you, people. You know, you know where my love is at. Um, but so, One Tree Hill versus Dawson's Creek. What do you? What's, well, what is your vote? I, I think that people are going to pick One Tree Hill. And I think it's going to be at least like 75%. Okay. It was 69%. Okay. In favor of One Tree Hill. Of One to One Tree Hill. But that's still, that's still actually, that's higher. 31% of Dawson's Creek. That's higher than I thought it was going to be. I think, I don't think you can, you can answer this question yet. Knowing just what you know. Um. For me, it's a really difficult question, and I would probably say, like, let's put Dawson's Creek versus the peak of One Tree Hill, which is, like, the first four seasons, maybe. I don't know. Like, the peak of Dawson's Creek, of, like, all in the, the peak of One Tree Hill. It, I feel really bad because I, I got into podcasting talking about One Tree Hill, but I would pick Dawson's Creek. It's, it's a first love. It's a yeah i it's it's very very close though like i i think i still think those those first four seasons of one tree hill are some of the best television i've seen you know but uh and then from there there's a lot of great stuff but you know it can it can get dicey um but yeah there's just something about dawson's creek that i love so did you did you ever consider or have the conversation of doing a dawson's creek podcast before you did the river core like was that ever in no no um i that wasn't uh first of all i don't think ryan would have ever watched and he was probably the only person i was going to podcast with at the time i wasn't as close to matt as i am now so he was really like the person i'd podcast with kind of thing and he was getting into one tree hill um and his wife is a dawson's creek fan but um no there was never really a discussion about a different show or anything. We had talked about um, doing a lost podcast or something down the line because I had fallen in love with that show based off of his recommendation. But no, that was never, it's not really his show. Like it was, it took a lot to sell him on One Tree Hill too. 
I basically had to say, hey, there's a time jump. And he was like, what? I love time jumps <laughs> on television shows. I'm like, yeah, it happens eventually. Get into it. <laughs> I, I actually referenced uh, your lost. You had a slight conversation with Ryan about doing a lost podcast or something at some point. Mm-hmm. I just sort of ingest or whatever on the river yeah. court. And um, this is all way before I was podcasting. And mm-hmm. he said, or you said, I can't remember, that you would call it Through the Looking Glass. And that is like the perfect name yeah. for a lost podcast. So perfect that actually makes me angry because at some point I definitely want to do if you know something like this or something yeah. lost because I love it. And I cannot think of a better name than that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can, I think we can fairly give permission to do that at this point, like to use that name. So, I mean, I probably will be, be able to clear that one. (laughs) Well, and if you, and if you're, you know, if you, you know, you're super into Lost and uh, (laughs) noting that, uh, you know, I feel like this is going well. So I was going to say, I, I, I like this experiment of, of covering an entire season it's very different um and i it's a little bit easier to do too i think it's less committal as well it's like right right it's not like an every i mean it's a big commitment to watch the whole show but Mm. like it's not as big of a it's not as big of a week to week doing like you said like you watched multiple times episodes of and you have to really evaluate it whereas this we can just like look at the the overall themes and the overall things that are going on so it's a little different I think it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I again the re- the reason that this started was nothing. It was not planned. I was watching no. it, documenting it on, Instagram. and then I was like, "Come talk to me about it." Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, we were just talking about it, and it was like, "Well, if we're going to talk about it, we should talk about it at length, and we should just put it out there because yeah. you know it's what we do." And the uh, the idea of just doing one a season, I I really like it. I think yeah, um, I do too. Yeah, we'll see what people how people respond to it but uh i think people will like it so yeah yeah you guys definitely need to give us feedback okay no spoilers yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly um well yeah i mean if it it will be really difficult for dawson's creek to beat out one tree hill because one tree hill is like my first love yeah yeah i don't uh, think it's ever gonna be that way to you but i'm very happy of how much you fall in love with it so early you know, it, it is one of those shows when I've talked about it in the past with people, I've said, like, maybe get to season two, you know, sometimes you have to work through a show a little bit more. And the first season is shorter. So they have the benefit in season two of more time with all of these characters. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Because starting with season two, you get the traditional like 22 episodes like Wonder Hill does. Right, right, right. right. Okay, that's yeah. good. So yeah, that'll yeah. feel like, well, it'll be double almost, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, the final one, uh, I threw this one in on the end just uh, to see, was Dawson's Creek or the OC. Now, the OC, I... I feel like a lot of people are going to pick the OC, and it might even be the majority of people will pick the OC. Maybe it's close to, like, 60%. You're wrong. Uh, (laughs) Because it's all about Dawson's Creek, 100%. However, I know lots of people love the OC, and I'm not going to bash it, because, you know, but... Let's say like 58% in favor of the OC. Oh, it was actually 66% in favor of Dawson's Creek. What? That's awesome. I'm so glad. See, I feel like this show being on Netflix is giving it that second life. And it's amazing. 
um, for a really long time, I didn't know anyone who watched the show. It was just kind of mine. Like, and then I slowly met people who found their way to it as well. And we would have our discussions about it. But yeah, it's, it's also not a show that I can easily sell to people now. Like you listen to us discussing that on the podcast this week when I was promoting our show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I was talking to Matt about it and Matt was like, yeah, this is not going to be a show for me. And I was like, yeah, and I'm not going to sell it to you. Like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't give you the the thing that will, that will make you, you know, sell. I, I can, I can sell One Tree Hill to just about anyone. I can with my pitch, but Dawson's Creek is a little bit more difficult. It's a little bit smaller and slower. And, but that's what I love about it. It's about the the personal relationships and everything like that, you know? yeah oh, i, I love I'm, I'm really enjoying it i think it's yeah. uh i don't know if i were to try and pitch it to someone i mean like say if i was to pitch it to dom let's say yeah. um as someone that i know who hasn't seen it i mm-hmm. would probably just say it's about uh, it's, it is a bit more difficult to it to say i yeah. would just say trust me watch it just trust me just watch yeah, it. yeah 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 because when i pitch <laughs> when you pitch one tree hill to people you say it's cain and abel on a basketball court and they instantly go, oh, oh, that's interesting. So like two brothers who are enemies and then there's basketball involved or whatever. And yeah. like you can you can pitch that to someone. Yeah. But it, Dawson's Creek is, you know, it's like talking about like the things that we talk about. It's innocence loss. It's, you know, how difficult it is to grow up. Um, mm. It's falling in love. It's, you know... F- hitting puberty for the first time it's things that are a little not not necessarily as easy to sell um but i i guess if you were going to pitch it you would probably say something along the lines of like um you know you're you think that you have like the perfect life and that's kind of an illusion and that's part of growing up that's what Mm. you know a big part of this show is yeah and and people that's a great way of putting it and you know and people make mistakes not only yourself but people around you as well and it's about understanding that people grow and evolve and Mm -hmm. all all these things that we've spoken about um i love that and do you know know what i also just thought of what i'm going to love about this experience um and for both of us in fact actually we will both finish like as in this will be the end, like we'll get to the end and we will yes. say that here's a complete thing yes um, yes we did and, it and and it will be yeah i i love that too i love that it's just like it's going to be this contained thing because you know these you know my podcast is week to week your podcast is week to week and we put a lot of effort into you know doing that time to time and there's no real end in sight for either one of us but this one it's like no no, no it's just this this niche thing specialized thing and yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. well like our ravens podcast is due to finish in 2025 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's nuts <laughs> um which yeah. is like a massive commitment but it's like well but this will and will end when we've finished watching it and finished discussing yeah. it though yeah i do though i do feel like i can imagine that i will want to talk about other things i'll be i want to be like i'm sure at some point i'm going to pitch to you and be like okay <laughs> 
this episode maybe we should as a one-off do just one episode on this episode like you know like whatever the equivalent of I'm, like i'm not opposed to that if like we throwing if in we... a seventh episode you know maybe yeah, yeah 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 we could we could do we could do something along those lines i'm sure but it's definitely i i mean i'm like i said i'm just so excited to talk about this show i'm like i don't have anyone to talk about this show with. <laughs> well, nobody that's... i know likes it well that's what this provides i mean that's a perfect point to say if you want to talk to lex about this stuff and obviously there's loads of spoilers and things that you can talk talk to her yes if you have something that you want to message but you don't know how to say it without spoiling message me i'm at the lex lutes you can find me through Simon. like simon follows me so you can find me yeah or he'll put a link and you can message me if you're worried about it if you're questioning it message it to me and then I can find a way to relay it to Simon like don't if you think if you're questioning it don't don't message Simon about it just message (laughs) me I'll take care of it I've seen it all it's okay I'm good and yeah I'll put the I'll put the links to uh your Instagram below obviously the links below Lex and Matt's excellent adventure Raven's podcast my Instagram Mm -hmm. below Simon podcast you know get involved like i I take pride in responding to every single message because I feel yeah. like if anyone's reached out to me, then I want to reach out to them. And uh, I love the interaction. It's like the best part of this. Um, and, you know, yeah. and, and having this conversation, like I, I love it. It's the best. So I appreciate everyone um, and appreciate, you know, all of your insight and everything that you've given Lex. I feel like I know so much more about the show already and it makes me even mm-hmm. further like invested into it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that um my my nerdy Spielberg esque love of this show is uh is a good way to connect to it as well because I love this show the way Dawson loves Spielberg almost it's a little bit unhealthy but I still love it you know whatever <laughs> oh, we didn't say it but I love his room I love how it's I know every- their house oh my god I want their house I want that <laughs> that creek outside in it like that is the picturesque home yeah. like it feels like a home that that set is beautiful i feel the same way about karen's house on on uh one tree hill by the way that's another thing their homes are two completely different like they're they're both take place in wilmington but the, the architecture is, is very different yeah it's it looks completely different though similar in in ways like you said like the street lamps and things like yeah that. yeah but, yeah no i love i love all of that I love yeah. it. I can't wait. Well, Dom and I famously are going to Wilmington 2025. Yep. But now I'm going to just be like, okay, now let's go see the Dawson Creek stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I will, I will say when you go to Wilmington, it'll feel more like you're walking through like the Dawson's Creek, especially when you get downtown and everything like that. But I think One Tree Hill has uh, a huge, a bigger impact in the sense of like, they're still doing i think they're still doing conventions and stuff i'm not 100 percent, but yeah well that that's what we're going for so yeah we're, we're going to go to the convention um but yeah you should come you should join us we should i mean yeah i can i can even drive i've made that drive before so when i was looking at colleges up there i, I wanted i wanted to go to film school there uh i then it's it, it's <laughs> happening i mean the 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 opportunity yeah. the chance you know the time of dom and i being there is probably the one time ever so it'd be amazing to yeah you know we could podcast i would like to get to the uk before that (laughs) who knows we'll see yeah that would be great we can yeah yeah. but in-person podcasting will happen at some point 
Um, but yeah, well, I love this. Is there anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, uh, I mean, I get. Do you want to rate this season? Do you want to? Do you want to okay. say out of your scale of ten that you usually? How do you? How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel really good. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. want to go too high in case it like, you know. But I would if if I yeah. never. It's seen... all downhill from. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they they did actually kind of wrap it up in a way that it could have ended. Like I I know it obviously wouldn't, yeah. and we would have been disappointed, but. It didn't leave many unanswered questions. Like, yeah. Uh, but I would, so I'd probably give it like a nine to be real. Yeah, that's about what I would give it as well. Yeah, somewhere between an eight and nine. Um, yeah, I think there are other seasons that I like more, but yeah. Yeah, I it's think that's great, great I think that's season. solid. Um, and I yeah, I'm I'm ready for the next episode. So it will. It will you know give make me more eager to edit quicker so. yeah yeah you're like this means i get to watch more dawson's creek okay yeah all right yeah love that so how do we sign this off how does one sign off i don't know i'll say thank you for listening everyone we uh gosh there's no like like saying that i can come up with at the at the back to you Bob (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect that's uh that is how it should end that is perfect I'm ending it there that's it that was all right we'll see you guys next time (laughs) back to you Bob (laughs) back to you Bob